Hi, this is Arthur Adams, and you're listening to Top 5 Comics Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to Top 5 Comics Podcast, people talking about comics, pop culture, and events. With us today, we have the master disaster, Josh45. What's shaking? And for his debut, we have the second suitor, Tyler Brown. Hello there. Bumble the Boy Wonder. <laughs> That's from the same thing. I think I like Second Suitor better. I'll take Second Suitor. There Absolutely. you go. And uh, CBS, which is me. What's happening, man? Yeah, you know, things and stuff. Things and stuff and stuff and things. That's how it goes. Uh, see, today we're doing episode number 148. <laughs> I figure we can't hit 150 soon enough for some reason. But it's just taking forever. Well, I mean, that's... We haven't done episodes in a minute. That's true. Yeah. I'm just so excited about a big number. You know, like, that big number. Like, I like, I like those, uh. Anniversary you know, celebrations. Amazingness. Yeah. Double, gigantic. You know. Yeah. 1080 gram. Fantasticness. Sure. Well, 100s, 150s, 50, 25. You don't get those numbers in comic books much anymore. Unless you add everything together. We're just like, oh, just joking. We're not rebooting anymore. We're going back for number original numbers. Just right. kidding. Yeah. And that's how we got to the thousands twenty-seven on Batman. Yeah. Detective, excuse me. Detective. detective. Yeah. Let's see what books today. We're going to be going over uh, Savage Avengers number twelve, Rorschach number one, Fearless Dawn meets Hellboy, Marvel Zombies two. This is Marvel Zombies: The Return number two. And uh Batman presents oh, sorry, Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn number one. That's it, right? Yeah. That should so. be it, yeah. All right. Um so we want to start with a little bit of news. What's in the news? Okay, so some crazy things going on. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um just like Zack the Snyder cut? Whatever you want to I think it. officially it is director cut. That's the that's Direct- the that's the official term is the director cut. The Zack Snyder director cut? Correct. So it it will not feature Jeff Johns or John Berg in um, producer titles and the credits. Really? They're taking them out completely. Oh, wow. And also, Jared Leto will appear as the Joker in that film. That's exciting. Interesting. It's exciting. Things getting deeper and deeper and weirder and weirder with reshoots and this and that. Like, it's, it's getting crazy. Interesting. Um, I just hope they're not... Blowing it up so much that people are like, it's going to be so much better. And then people are like, oh, it's just not that much different. Yeah, I think that we're already at the point where that can't not happen. If it's not just amazing, no one's going to let it go. I, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, there's so much hype at this point. Absolutely. It's completely out of control. Yeah. I mean, you've had the last, what, five years Snyder's been talking? It's been built tri- up, yeah. Dropping pieces of photos and things to the media, just like teasing everybody. And now they're actually doing it. Well, he got kind of screwed so. over, though. He really did. Oh, like, I'm not disagreeing. And I, I don't think... I mean, absolutely. He was, I think... You know, me personally, I don't know what really happened. I wasn't there. And... But I'll say this. Like, his daughter died. Right. He's like, hey, man. And he, I I think that he asked a friend. To, he's like, can you just, like, see out my vision? And I think that he just, like... I don't think Josh Whedon saw out his vision. Well, I think I think everyone's in agreement on that for sure. I think he was just like, I'm gonna do this thing myself because my ego is just this huge. And I think it's like, I, I mean, as a friend, I don't know. Maybe you should ask your assistant director or somebody else to like, like, why did you have to? 
I mean, maybe he just knows he can't trust that guy anymore ever again. That's, I, in, that's interesting that you say that. Like, who was the second unit on that? Like, yeah, who, yeah, who, who was your assistant director on that? Why didn't they just finish out those duties? Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought of that. I did. I, I, I've thought a lot about that. Like, listen to, like, weirdly, um, listen to the Scrubs who watch podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like, makes me, like, they like talk, Doctor's Real Friends. They talk about, like, the production aspect of a lot. So, make, like, as, as far as movies go, makes me start thinking, like, there's multiple, it's like, oh, we're shooting this scene over here, but, like, the, you know, the, the main director relies on the assistant director to shoot this little scene or whatever. So it's just like, they kind of, that, you know, it's just like a coach with an assistant coach. Like, you rely on your assistant coach to, like, they have the same grand scheme. Like, they, they have, they have the same vision. And, like, why, why wouldn't they just use, why wouldn't they, they just use the assistant director on that? It just kind of, like, I, I, I assume make, it's a namesake thing. I know. I think that maybe, like, Warner Brothers, like, nope, we're doing this. And, like, and if that's the case, then that's understandable. But if, if him and Wheaton were friends, and, like, and they, you know, like, and he asked him personally, then that's kind of a low blow. It's a little bit of a jerk move, yeah. Because it's, it, I mean, if if it's as different as it's going to be. Well, at this point, it's going to be night and day different, simply because he's had seven years to see what people hated. I mean, i got to give a guy the credit there, and the fact that he got a budget to reshoot things and is reshooting things, that if the seven years that he's been listening to what people hated, he hasn't figured out how to iron it out, then this will be a major sign of his directing flaws. Because he's had those seven years to look at what everyone hated, which is brilliant. I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened before. Right. But also the weird thing about that is, like, if they're not, con- if they are or aren't continuing with that continuity. Well, at this point, I think if this if this does well, right, it'll drive the rest of continuity for the rest of the movies. If it does well and people are well re- well receive it, and doesn't have like a mixed review like have a Star Wars did. This will be what leads forward. Right. If it doesn't, Flashpoint's going to give them an option to just do whatever they want regardless. I mean, that may lead everything at, at the end of the day anyway. Right. But I have a feeling that if this goes well, then the two shows they're talking about, the one with Cabell and the one with Affleck, on HBO Max, supposedly, will just move forward with this continuity. And does that mean we'll have, like, the TV-verse, the HBO Max-verse, and then... The theatrical verse, well, the theater's going away, right? So they'll have the streaming universe and it'll just be whatever. But I think if this does well, it will be where things derive the rest of their focus from. How are you going to judge if it does well or not? Well, it's going to be a matter of, of people's influx on the internet. I mean, everyone's got a voice now, right? You just look at the mob, see what side the mob stands on. That money, money's the only thing that matters. Well, so if it's, if, it's, if it's on a streaming service. Well, it's not, that's where it's going. HBO Max is going to be. Well, I know, but how do you judge that? How many watches you get? Yeah, just like Netflix, how they gauge what matters and what doesn't. How do they? We don't know how they gauge it. That's though. true. That's still a question. But they, That's still a they question. They must do something to it, and whether they're, they're like what's his name from uh, the CW network that just follows Tumblr. If if that's how they gauge it, I mean, I don't know. As a thing, you think the amount of plays it gets would determine somewhere there must be a catalog that says this video has been played this many times, even as me restarting I mean, it thirty times. I mean, obviously they can track it, right? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, YouTube does it. I mean, they've, right. they figured out that, but it's like... I'd say the first checkpoint would probably be how many people pay to have a new service to HBO Max that week that it drops. Sure. That'd be the first checkpoint. Checkmarks after that depends on how they make it available, because it's supposed to release once a week through the month. And since it's four hour-long pieces, that's a whole month of service. Well, it's four hours? Yes. yes. It's officially four hours long. So it's not one movie. It's not one video. It's four separate things being listed 
separate days. That's clever. Yeah, yeah, no, it's smart marketing for sure. Uh, To go back to your point real quick, uh, Clay Staub is the assistant director. And actually, he doesn't have a a lot going on here. But what he does have is Dawn of the Dead, assistant director to Zack Snyder, 300. Zack Schneider movie again, and then Justice League as well. So I mean, it's he's he's not a he doesn't have a lot going, but I mean, you would think that Zack Schneider would be able to trust. So this I, guy want, who's, so I, I wonder like, if that was more of a, a company decision. Oh, say, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it's a company decision. That guy's too loyal. Just look at his. Well, partner. no, I mean, just like to, to see Zack's like vision through, but like. I mean, obviously, like, Warner Brothers was like, no, we're going to go this direction. Right. Right. And just like, but I mean, even, even beyond that, like, they talked about, like, the villain, like, is not finished. Right. It's like, it doesn't look finished. Like, he doesn't look like how he was supposed to look ultimately and stuff like that. So, like, they obviously, like, rushed this thing, which was like, don't. I don't know. I don't know if it was rushed because if you look at BVS and what, um, Steppenwolf looked like in that very, very uh, sleek, smooth, um, almost like an aerodynamic look. And then you look at him in Justice League, and he looks completely different. He has a full face and a full um, features, and, and and so on and so forth. I, I think it was a, definitely a, a Warner Brothers thing that stepped in and said, "Hey, we're going to put our finger into this because we think that it should look like a." But it, it, it does look bad. No, I agree. No. Like- I think I think most people agree. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 we'll see where it goes. I mean, it's just like the Suicide Squad thing is like, so if Justice League does well as a director cut and they like talk about how Suicide Squad was supposed to have a different thing, like, are they going to give them the ability to go, to go through and do a director cut? I don't think they give them money to shoot more material. I think they might go ahead and let the original edit that was tinkered with get re-released on HBO Max. I mean, afterwards, what else do they have that offer save the new material and that stuff doesn't come out fast enough? And HBO Max at this point is what is left over from DC Universe. So DC streaming service is going away altogether. Yeah, right. it's done. All right. those shows are moving over there. So then at this, so, at this point, do you... So here's even a different question. If Justice League does well as four one-hour segments... Right. Four separate one-hour segments of like basically... A, um. Uh, miniseries, which back in the day, which a lot of people don't know, Lord of the Rings, um, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, if, if Fellowship didn't do well in pre-screenings, their plan was to cut it way down and release it as a, as a miniseries on television and like not make it a massive theatrical thing. So, right. cause they were so worried that, cause he, they gave him all this money to film this, they're like, we gotta recoup something. And so they're like, if if the first thing doesn't do well in pre-screenings, we're just going to just do it as a TV made-for-TV movie. So if DC sees a success in their streaming service with like breaking up a film into four pieces, do they just start doing that? Like, because their 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 um animated movies do well. Yeah, they do go with those. You know what I mean? So like. Do you just start hiring the people who are doing the animated films to do like live action stuff and like go that direction because you can do it on a different platform? 
You know what I mean? Like it, it changes the game. We're we're talking about two separate things here, and really, I mean, it, you're not wrong by any means. And and yes, that I think that makes sense. But what you're talking about is just like you talked about with the air cut or, or or Suicide Squad was you know specifically supposed to be kind of a, a, a one done thing, whereas Snyder had what was it five movies I think laid out here. So right. I, so I mean I think Snyder had more in 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 the barrel you know, of what was supposed to come out. And I'm sure he's adding to oh, sure. whatever he can to kind of get that story into. Whereas, whereas if you, you know, bring in, which is, which is great and, and awesome. But like, if it's more financially viable for them to do it, through, like sure. Some of the films through a streaming service in a, like in a mini series version, as opposed to like a full length theatrical release. Cause you got to do like, when you do a full-length theatrical release, you got to do so much more promotion for that. Sure. But if you do it on the, the, like the streaming service, you have mm. a lot more support, and you don't have to worry about like it's just it's you know it's just being released to that. Like, right. Netflix, you already have these subscriptions, so you already have enough money allotted to the situation. So like we can do this on this level. What can you do storytelling? Because I, I, I mean, I've been hearing ads for Swamp Thing. So are they gonna re- are they releasing the rest of the swamp thing? No, they're re- the same material. They're reshowing it, yeah. yeah. But uh, but why? So because so, it's done. Okay, but they've already released it once. So like, but I've 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 heard uh, for HBO Max they're releasing like the whole thing. I heard they're releasing mm-hmm. the the stuff that wasn't even finished that they finished it. Well, if they've managed to figure out a way to allocate more money, that's what I haven't heard. Well, that's what I mean. That's what, like that's what I heard is like they finished. The stuff that was unfinished, and that's they're putting it on HBO Max. That's an interesting. That's interesting. I mean, it's airing before that on CW. Right. Yeah, that's well, what well, I saw. But it's it coming down. But it already has aired on CW. No, has it, it? no, it only no, it only so. aired on DC Universe. DC Universe is where it, it was exclusive from. to DC Universe. Oh, it was not. A this DC is its CW. first time on television. Oh yeah. well, well, the 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 like everything I've seen and heard are saying that they're. They finish the remaining episodes and they're going to put it on HBO Max after everything's all said and done. So it'll be a third third release, which is but, more but, all, but all the stuff that wasn't because it, so it ends episodes. like because there's three missing episodes. Yeah, well, and, that, and that's why I never wanted to watch it because it's like I love Swamp Thing, but I don't right. want, I don't want an unfinished product. Uh, it it ends in a way that it's cliffhanger, but it's going to be cliffhanger anyway. That's how seasons are built. They always end on a cliffhanger. And it, the episode ten's cliffhanger. Is a satisfying one. It does make you want more, which is what it's designed to do. So if it was a season finale and they never went back to it, it is sad there's not more because it is really good. But originally there's supposed to be 13. And then the whole thing with Georgia and money, which we, we talked about before in multiple shows, they were supposed to be allocated like $40 million in tax credits. Right. And then paperwork was not filed correctly by the state, apparently. So, that so is, nothing. They lost a lot of money. Which is why they closed down production altogether. Label is a defunct project, and we're not going to go back to it. Now, CBS investing money in it to reshow it. I don't know where the lines land there for the production being closed and canceled and where they land with owing the state money. So, I mean, that's a whole different ball of nuts that I don't know anything about, lawyer and stuff. CBS or CW? CW. Sorry. CW is where it's going to, yeah, it's going to air on the, the same network as the Arrow and everything else. Right. But as far as the tone of the show... I mean, language-wise alone, that has to be slightly tampered. That's sure. just that's just going through and editing. Yeah, you can dump that. That's so easy. Yeah. It's not it's not that hardcore. And I'm like impaling a dude on trees while it is pretty awesome. It is something that still will land on TV. It's okay. a little graphic. Yeah, it's a little graphic. Be. I do wonder what it'll look like when it lands there. 
Well, you kind of just not, have that shot of just somebody's torso, like head up. Yeah, you know, they they I'm, just kind of change I'm, the shot. I'm yeah. sure it'll just be framed different. Yeah, we don't see as much as what we would have. But when the the bug man, like he is so creepy looking. I don't think I got that far. Oh man, I yeah, think I was on. I think I was on episode like five or six. Okay. It's somewhere I don't remember where it shows up in the in the episodes. But there's at one point we get the plague in there, and he's that's not what he's called. I don't remember what his name is. Blue anyway. Devil hadn't turned into Blue Devil yet. Okay, yeah, it's it's around it's around that same time. Okay. But, like, the rest of those pieces, I have no idea what they're going to do with them either. I mean, Blue Devil was definitely aiming for his own something. Oh, absolutely. I think he was going to have his own show. Especially because that actor really did a good job. Oh, I mean, he was fantastic. really good. It's 90210 all over again. Man. Exactly. Awesome. But, yeah, like, as a thing, for your question earlier about streaming service, well, isn't that what Heron Cavill's TV show is, if it happens? Isn't that what Ben Affleck's TV show is, if it happens? Their we- movies split down to periodic episodes. Well, I mean, yeah, they're especially for the cowboy people we're talking about. That that's what I mean. Like, is it, it is it just going to change like the the, the format D- for DC? Did DC entirely? finally figure out that figure it out? Well, you, you know I don't, what I mean. I don't like, think as a whole, if theaters come back, I mean, if they come back, that's the real question here. Honestly, right. is, is 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 I think there might be kind of waiting on. Hey, are we going to be able to show stuff in the theater? But again? but even if it doesn't come back, like Netflix has shown that like. If it doesn't come no, back. No, I, I mean, regardless if it comes back or not, let's right. just take that out of the equation. Netflix has shown that they're the most profitable entertainment company on the planet right now. Like, just in general. And they were even before that. Well, HBO has been a thing for a long time. HBO mm-hmm. Max is just a Net- split. But, but Netflix has been, is the most financially successful entertainment company on the planet pre-COVID. So... They were doing something right regardless. They're creating content right. with like little or no legwork and they're like putting it out to everybody without like people don't have to go anywhere and do anything. They just sit in their house and do it. So they're making money that way. And if you can start being like, oh, for the new release, if you want it today, you have to pay an extra $2. But if you want to wait a week, you get it for free. People are, some people are going to pay $2. You sure, know what I mean? So, sure. and there's going to, it's just like, it's just like all the streaming services at first were cheap, and now they're like, oh, we got all these things, so it's this cheap, it's way cheaper than cable, but if you want Red Zone, it's an <laughs> extra $10 a month. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's it's all the same thing, but again, if is if DC has figured so, it out entirely. So DC has figured out two things that Marvel hasn't, because Marvel hasn't tried, really. I mean... They did. Marvel did okay with Daredevil. Well, Mar- Marvel did okay. That with- wasn't entirely them. That was Netflix. I know, but I'm I'm just saying. But DC figure DC's like TV shows have done significantly well. Are you talking about the CW? Yeah, but they're all DC products. So yeah, you're, you're, the Arrowverse has done amazingly well. Yeah, it's right. done fine. Yeah, right. And their animated their animated films have done amazingly well. They've done fine. Yeah, they're yeah, good. both those things. So if DC's like, can we take the the idea of both of those things, but put them on a larger spectrum. Well, they, through, they tried that. Through, that's, I know. that's what DC Unlimited was. Well, DC but, Unlimited is going. I away. know. I well, but now they have HBO Max behind them. HBO Max has become its own thing. It absorbed the other. I know, but it's a bigger thing. So, like, you know, is the Snyder Cut going to be the the beginning of like, hey, we can do this massive production? HBO did Game of Thrones, and it was super successful. 
can we do those kinds of things with superhero instead of doing a, a film? Can we do a miniseries and throw some advertisement in there and kind of make money that way? You know what I mean? Is it sure? Is that going to be the next? Well, I think you're right. It, that's a different. That's a whole different formula than anyone's ever done that's before. What, and, 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 and that's what I see. What you're getting exactly at. that I, makes sense. It's absolutely possible for that to be okay. Not all, we're not we're not doing a movie. We're not doing a TV show. We're doing almost a hybrid of the two. It's a serial, you know, movie series that is a high production value with you know big big name actors because amazon is yeah, doing the absolutely. Lord, amazon is doing the lord of the rings like that's apparently the most expensive show ever made ever from made. what i understand so it's it's gonna set a bar yeah game of thrones did that sure you know i mean the walking dead does that like there's a lot of like big production you know stranger things does it they have like they do some amazing like there's a lot of big production, like TV show, like TV in quotation marks, like streaming shows that are just like amazing. Right. That like in the old days, if you, they could have been movies. You know, you're, you're right though. This could be a whole new format. So are they just going to change? Are, are they going to be like, is DC going to finally? Fi- my okay. So my my ultimate question is: DC going to finally figure out their niche and be like, we can do this, but we should do it this way. I mean, maybe. I don't think that the Snyder Cut's going to give us that, though. I think the Snyder Cut had all the movie money money made from the Josh Whedon version, has all the money that was spent before that. But they lost so much money on that film, though. Even if they did. They million, did no, they didn't. They, they made money in the box they office. They made money in the box office. It, 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 did, re- it read it. It did more than break even. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the numbers, but... Okay. We'll, we'll let we'll let Brown look that up. I know he's all about it. So I, I would love to thing, see it, but I was pretty sure they hit red, massive red. Well, here in a second, we'll have the real answer to that. But as a thing, it doesn't really matter because whatever money was already spent has already been spent. Six hundred and fifty-seven point nine million dollars cost, or what it made? What it made? And what did it cost? Can't it cost that much. Three hundred million. See, so it found on the green. That was because I remember at the time I was like, they doubled their money. I mean, more than doubled their money. It should have been, but critically, it just couldn't hold a candle to anything, and that was it. Right. Yeah. No, they made money. I mean, granted, they didn't make that billion dollars that they wanted. They didn't sure. make Avengers money. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They didn't make three billion. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So at the end of the day, like I was saying, they have all the money they made before, the money they spent before. They've just added more money to that. I don't think this is the thing to answer that question. Is it possible? Sure. I think it was really possible DC Unlimited would keep going. Right. That's the fair. The fact that it's not well, keeping going. Well, not necessarily, though. Tells me it's not. It's not necessarily, though. Why not? If you can merge with another company that can give you a wider basis, that has a bigger fan base, and also has like... So then the real question is, can it succeed with the help of another company? And in that case, well, 100%, yeah. It's HBO's like, been around forever, dude. Yeah, well, that's that's great because like HBO HBO has done like a lot of great series like you know Game of Thrones like and I've I've, I've I just said that but like Game of Thrones Sopranos Sopranos like sure. there, there's these big 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 TV shows that like they've done they've done really well they're HBO originals big massive thing but like they got a lot of support from you know other smaller companies and like if they if they can be like hey DC you want to jump in on this together well, that's basically what's happening yeah and so and it, and so the HBO or you know DC's like cool. 
Let's do that because then you you guys have this and then we have this. Let's put it together. Well, and, uh, the proof is in the pudding, and and I really think that with what's coming down the pipeline, which next would be the Green Lantern show coming right. to HBO Max, which right. probably would have done the same thing and tried to go to DC Universe if DC Universe still existed. So I mean, and that's supposed to be a large production kind of thing as well. Right. So I, I mean, I, I I get what I, I understand what you're getting at, Josh. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's no and, different than and, and I hope they find their niche. I do. I hope they find that niche and they can continue making, you know, good, honest, honest movies. You know, hmm. we'll see if it gets back to it. I mean, as a thing, I, I think all these HBOs, the Disney Plus shows. This is just another answer on the DC side. Sure, because Disney Plus, it, with its WandaVision or Falcon mm-hmm. Winter Soldier mm-hmm. or Hawkeye, if they ever get to it, or Loki, if they ever get to that, are all the same. The same concept, just on a different platform. And granted, right. it's Disney, and Disney has a lot bigger pockets, but right now the theme parks aren't helping them, so, I mean, there's that. They're losing a lot of money, for yeah, sure. It's, free, yeah. it's weird. It's a lot. But yeah, it's an interesting idea. But I guess also, we'll see. But also, like, you know, a Green, Lan- a, a Green Lantern TV show? Right. But on the, on the, on the same scale as, as, like, again, Game of Thrones, like, something that's, like, it's gonna take a lot of CG... It's gonna, it's gonna take oh, a, yeah. some good writing. It's gonna take, you know, but it, if you put it on a streaming service and you only do six episodes, people are gonna be like, oh, that's really cool. You know what I mean? Cause they're gonna release them all at once or like, or like man, you know, like Mandalorian is a good example. Like, I mean, Mandalorian is fantastic. Sure. But it, the support that Mandalorian has through the rest of that streaming service, like Disney, Disney has Mandalorian's back. You know what I mean? Like, there's no commercials. Well, there's you know, like, not any you can't put you, you you can't put it on network TV. You can't put it on like you can't put you can't put it on ABC because people don't aren't aren't, aren't going to sit and watch like an hour TV show, but then have like you know it only be forty minutes long and have to sit through twenty minutes worth of commercials. People hate commercials now. The Green Lantern universe is so massive that it's like you have it. It almost only works as a TV show, really. Like, I mean, I think eventually they could do a film. After after they've established some stuff, but like you mean like a good film? <laughs> no, no, for sure. Yeah, for sure, exactly. Because they did already. It no. wasn't that bad. No, it's really bad. But but exactly exactly though. Like Green Lantern's one of those things. There's there's so many characters because like it's very vast. Oh. It's very vast. If you're, if you're not gonna pick one to focus on, then that's true. And and they did pick one, and they picked mm-hmm. an an amazing actor. And it was just poorly done. It's poorly written. Well, he's a good actor. But you, but, but like, yeah, it was the wrong casting like, for that character. The Green Lantern mythos are so gigantic that it's just like, it only, it, it, it's basically space cops. Sure. So you yeah. have to, hopefully somebody in, in all that high, some high ups in DC and, and whatever are be like, you know what? It's going to be easier if we do these as like really high production value segmented TV shows similar to Mandalorian or Game of Thrones. Like, you know, Amazon already had put all their, all their eggs in the basket of the Lord of the Rings thing. This is the way things are going. This is what we need to do because it gives us time to stop. We can shoot episode by episode instead of one gigantic movie and be like, we're, we're selling out in one time. We can, we can do one bad episode. But the other five make up for the one bad one. Sure. It gives us a chance to fix things. You know, like, I think that that's the awesomeness of, of, and the potential. Maybe DC can finally figure it out. 
because I love DC more than I love Marvel. I always have. I'm I'm one. I'm more one than the other. I am too. But we'll see. Because I would love. It'd be sweet to see like like a really crazy like SVU style like Green Lantern TV show that was just like that. You know, sometimes it highlights Reiner. Like I was talking to T Brown today. Like he's a Reiner fan, just like me. Mm-hmm. I don't like Hal Jordan. He's he's my, he's one of my least favorite Green Lanterns. You know, I'd rather see Sodom Yat than I would than Hal Jordan. And no one knows who he is anymore, though. The, the only book that I've ever bought that uh, been Hal Jordan that's been in is written by Grant Morrison, and like the only person that you know, want, the only writer you hate more than anything is Hal is Grant Morrison. CBS, you know, it's true. You hate Grant Morrison a lot. I'm not a fan of because it's before. weird stuff most of the time. It's definitely. Yeah. But I was I was actually then yeah. like like when we were sitting out back reading the books for tonight, we were having the conversation of like sometimes the right like because I, I you and me are on opposite ends of. You and me are the same side, opposite side of the same coin. CBS, you and me always have been. You're like, the art's fantastic. And I'm like, eh, yeah, it is, but the story's terrible. And I'm like, but the story's amazing. You're like, yeah, the art sucks though. And I'm like, so then this is my, this is the perfect example that I think you and me can both agree on. Imagine being the artist on Green Lantern and Grant Morrison comes to you. He's like, so, so here's the deal. Um, and this, and this, and this, and this, and the, and the, and the artist goes, wait, 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 wait. What is this? This Green Lantern, his head is a volcano? Wait, what? He's like, yeah, exactly. That's what that says. Like, so it's a Green Lantern, but his head's a volcano. It's like, like his head's a volcano? And you're like, yeah, exactly. Like, it, like you know, it's erupting and stuff as he's like talking. And like, as he gets more, it erupts more. Like, his head's a volcano. And I'm like, and you want me to draw that? He's like, well, yeah, because his head's a volcano, man. That's cool. And it's just like, as an artist, you're just like, uh, and then when we read it, we're just like, holy crap. And then there's a grand, green lantern has got a head as a volcano. It's just like, you know, like if you put somebody like, I don't know, like J. Scott Campbell on that, J. Scott Campbell's like, I don't know how to pose, make a volcano look sexy. I don't know what I'm going <laughs> to do with that. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's the question. It's like, if it was a lady volcano, it would be fine. Exactly. If it was a lady <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, I think so, like it depends on who the person is, but it's just like, man. It's just, it's just a weird thing. Like it's a weird. Like you have to have that perfect combo, and if you don't, it's just it's a it's very weird. I mean, for anything. That's so so true. so with the Green Lantern thing is like there's one from every every aspect of the galaxy. There's like the broccoli head guy. There's Nort. Sure. You know, there's the squirrel Green Lantern. Kilowog. There's Kilowog, who's amazing. Kilowog's awesome. amazing. Yeah. Right? I find it likely that if they, if, if the Green Lantern show winds up working, then we might see it bridge out other ways. But it's just like a Star Trek, except, you know, flavor-wise, that we have those guys wandering around the planet and they don't ever do anything, really. I mean, that's what Nort would have happened to him, unless he has his own episode. Wait, Chip has his own episode. But you could, though. I sure. Mean, yeah. Sure. But as a TV show, sure. you could do that. As a movie, you couldn't. And that's I could go watch a squirrel Green Lantern movie for sure, <laughs> but I, I might be the only one. So exactly, as a show, I mean they've already proved that they can make the shows. And as far as like the commercial side of things, I mean, how many seasons does Arrow have? Thirteen, fourteen. I mean, it's a lot. It's eight. But yeah, is it eight? It was yeah. a lot. But I mean, for, it was our break for, too for a TV show. That's a lot. So, but if you can do it on like a grander spectrum, sure. I know. I know. We spend a ton of time on this right now, but like. It, it's a neat idea. Like, if, if, if DC can finally get it together and pull, circle, you know, like, circle the wagons and be like, man, I think this is the way that we can be successful. We bring in the flashpoint. And, and make what we want to make. Make a good quality movie slash 
serialized movies, whatever you want to call it. I feel like that's what they were already doing with, like, Titans and with Doom Patrol. Sure. No, Titans is definitely, Doom Patrol is amazing. Doing that. This but is yeah, just no. another, another outlet to make it hopefully land more people's, I mean, more people's faces. Sure. I agree. Than the DC streaming did. Titans was definitely grand. I mean, it was definitely big. It was. It was a large spectrum show, for sure. As far as Doom Patrol, not quite as Not quite as big, fanciful, but I think that had more to do yeah. with character than anything. So, I mean, they're they're already doing it. It's just a matter of getting in front of more people, maybe. So, I guess, I don't know, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. It is crazy, but, yeah, we'll see. Any more news, Josh? Yep. So, ridiculously, speaking of ridiculousness, mm-hmm. on a whole nother level, and TV shows. Smokey and the Bandit is headed to TV. Right. Which I like me some Smokey and the Bandit. It's Burt Reynolds. But unfortunately, Burt Reynolds no longer is alive. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace, Bandit. But um, Danny McBride and Seth MacFarlane are joining forces to produce a television adaption to the 1977 Smokey and the Bandit TV sh- or, uh, movie. But they're going to do it in a TV show form. Um, right. Danny McBride is an executive producer and write. Um, he's, man, he's done some good stuff, writer-wise. I mean, he falls, he, he falls in an okay place, sure. Um, you'd be surprised, like, how well he does as a writer. Like, he's done, he, his writing credits are all over the place. Yeah, um, well, there's a lot of random pieces here and there for him. But yeah, like, uh, I love me some Smokey the Bandit, man. Sure. I do, um. And you saw Phil's still alive, so maybe we'll get a cameo from her. Not as the girl. All right, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But, so, like, his, that's really neat. he kind of fits and makes sense for that. I mean, well, yeah. Which is crazy, but they didn't give a lot of details on it, but it's it seems to be a thing, so. That's cool. I do have one final big thing, which was, well, I mean, I thought was really, really cool, but Robert Downey Jr., like, if anybody knows, like, Chris Pratt, has been under fire massively. A lot of people want to cancel him right now because supposedly he's a very conservative Christian and he just kind of does his own thing and he's under fire and people want to cancel him because they're like, oh, you're not, you're not publicly coming out. I, I guess there was a big, um, some actors who were in Avengers, um, went public in their support for Joe Biden and Chris Pratt wasn't one of them because he just, he has a farm. He has a family. He doesn't He's care. Dating a Republican senator's daughter, technically. Yeah, but he doesn't care though. Like, no, no, but I mean, and he like he lives life. He just does what he does, and he, you know, he just wasn't on this group of people who were like super Biden supportive. And weirdly, Robert Downey Jr. was not one of those either. And nobody talked trash about Robert Downey Jr. But um, a lot of people like Chris talking about Chris Pratt and how he needs to be canceled and blah blah blah. So, our boy Robert Downey Jr. said, this is on his Instagram, and I thought it was amazing, and I read it to you earlier, CBS. Um, what a world. The sinless, in quotation marks, are casting stones at my brother, Chris Pratt. A real Christian who lives by principle, has never demonstrated anything but positivity and gratitude, and he just married into a family that makes space for civil discourse and, just plain fact, insists on service at the highest value. If you take issue with Chris, I've got a novel idea. Delete your social media accounts. Sit with your own defects of character. Work on them. Then celebrate your humanness. At Chris Pratt Pratt, or at, what's at Pratt Pratt Pratt? 
Um, I hashtag got your back, 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 back. So <laughs> Robert clever. Downey Jr. just publicly said, "Hey, Chris mm-hmm. Pratt, you're my boy. I have your back, and I support you, and I I support you on the most public of domains." And I thought that was amazing, and it, it's a, just another reason why I love Robert Downey Jr. That's pretty cool. And that is awesome. Yeah. Because he, cool. I mean, because Chris Pratt didn't come out and say anything. He just didn't like. Even if it did, he's, he if just, those are he, his views. He's he allowed well, to, but he didn't say anything. He just he just wasn't on the Democratic support, Democratic Party support. Sure, thing. And it's just like he was just like he just he didn't do anything. He just didn't not do something. You know what I mean? He just like I think rather he just rather work at his farm and take care of his baby goats. Like he just sure. been like, which is what he does. Like if you if you I I follow him on social media. It's just like. He has, he works on, he, li- he owns a farm, like lives on a farm. That's just kind of like, he does, that's what he does. That'd be like canceling Ben Affleck because he chose not Joe Biden. I mean, that, that's saying he should be allowed to choose whoever he wants, whether he said so or not. I know. And then it, not to get political on the show, but like in this day and age, people, it's easier for people. It's it's very very easy on people on the internet to say how they feel about things because there's no repercussions. If I walked out in public right now and said, "Hey, your hat's stupid," and I think you're stupid, and I don't like the way that you wore that black hat because you're stupid, you punch me in the face. You know that's that's real life. But if you post a picture of you in that black hat, and I walk up and I said, "Hey," and if your picture of you in that black hat is really stupid. Nothing happens. You know what I mean? So, like, that's the difference. And I think people have just forgotten that there's repercussions for words. Sure. And I just thought it was awesome. That Everyone's a little too comfortable. Very comfortable just being jerks. Sure. And I watched Guns Akimbo and learned a lesson. I just think there's a lot of people on the planet who haven't watched Blazing Saddles. <laughs> and, and it speaks for itself, man. Yeah, it really sure. does. I watched it with Dale last night again. And I was watching it. I was like, oh, my gosh. This film was brilliant. And if you want to know a little about Mel Brooks and how I feel about Mel Brooks and Blazing Saddles, listen to the Never Been Done podcast episode on him. But I get, sometimes, man, it's okay to make a joke about something. Absolutely. Dave Chappelle. Like, listen, listen to some Dave Chappelle. Just like, well, whatever. But other than that, man, do you got anything? Um, tiny bit. I'm going to get through this quick and then move on to books. Um, so DC made their announcement about uh, what's happening in January and February, which is going to be Future State. Um, so a while back, we talked a little bit about 5G and that was, what we thought was going to take over the, well, what was initially going to replace most of our DC universe. And then Dan DiDio was released from DC and a bunch of other people got fired and that's not a thing anymore. However, part of it already started. So I'm pretty sure this is that regurgitated into an event as a thing. So we're getting a four part mini series during January and February. So twice a month, which is the all new Batman. And this is a Batman that is not Bruce Wayne Batman. Um, who is it? Well, that's the mystery, but from right. what we know from G5, pretty sure it's going to wind up being uh, David Fox, so Lucius Fox's son. That's exciting. So Batwing just now is Batman. Right, yeah, because he so, was Batwing. Yeah. Right. Very cool. So there's a four-part of that. There's going to be a uh, detective, well, Dark Detective is a four-part as well. I have a feeling that Dark Detective, they say in one place, that, oh, Bruce Wayne's dead, and this is why David's taking over. And then another place to say that Bruce Wayne's not dead. So I think Dark Detective is actually Bruce Wayne going around sort of Batmaning, but not with the full cape and cowl, which is still kind of weird. But it's a four-part as well, so twice a month. Is that Black Label? 
No, these okay. are these are replacing our current continuity altogether. Wow. All so right. for January and February, there'll be no the way we understand it, at least at this point, there's no normal periodicals being released for those two months. Interesting. They are all being asserted by these books. Okay. So we'll have the four Batman or four of the new Batman or the next Batman, excuse me, the next Batman one through four, uh, Dark Detective one through four. Then there's a batch of these guys look like they're one shots. Um, one is Outsiders, Arkham Knights. And then, well, that's two different ones. So Arkham, so, sorry, Outsiders, then Arkham Knights, Batgirls, plural. Okay. And then Gotham City Sirens. Then we have Grifter, and we have Red Hood. I feel like there's one more in there that I guess didn't think mattered that much. They're but, bringing Grifter back again? Well, he showed up in Batman number 101, came out this week. Last time I saw him, he was he had his own book in New 52. He did. Okay. For a short period of time, he had his own book in New 52. Um... From there, he showed up one other time in something else, but it wasn't even... But he hasn't you know, had his own book. No. Okay. Fine. Yeah, once his own book ended, after the whole Rob Layfield debacle, mm-hmm. um, he has not been in any lead series since then. But he does show up in Batman, I want to say this week's Batman, so 101. Okay. That times this episode real good. But he's going to have his own one-shots being written by Matthew Rosenberg. Uh, he is the guy who wrote the Hawkeye Freefall series. Which oh, is all right. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's a good series. So. That's the one with the really good art, right? The the minimalistic art? Yeah. No, no, no. You're thinking of the Matt Fraction series. Oh, I'm from sorry. From a while back. Yeah. Also really good. Really good, yeah. Uh, more recently, we had Hawkeye Freefall happen, which we actually did a review on the, on the podcast about it, so you can go back a couple episodes and listen to that. But Matthew Rosenberg wrote that, and he's got a handful of other Marvel books that were happening at the same time. Um, it. Freefall is really good. Okay. It's a different style book. Um, but the one you're talking about that was Matt Fraction series, and I do not remember the title. I don't Hawkeye, either. But it was also fantastic. It might have uh, just been Hawkeye now that I think about it. Maybe. Because I don't, I don't it remember didn't have a lot. a secondary name. Yeah, I don't think the, it did. It ran for a few volumes. I just don't remember what the first volume is called. I just remember the art being incredible. It, but, it really stood out. Yeah. Like David, a 70s advertisement or something, yeah. you know. It was David Aja art. There we go. That's his name. He, uh, that series he did really well. A lot of other stuff he's done, I'm not such a fan. Okay. But that particular series is fantastic. Um, so that, so writer-wise, Rosenberg, he's the one writing that one. Red Hood is going to be written by Joshua Williamson. He's the guy who's been writing The Flash for the last, like, three years. And that's a one-shot? Uh, yes. I'm going to need that Red Hood. You know that. Oh, I, I'm going to need that, right buddy. Should be, it should be awesome. Absolutely. Like, he's a He's a good writer. A few other noteworthy ones. We're going to get a Catwoman one-shot by Ram V. He's a... He's another writer that's awesome. Uh, he wrote the uh, Shazam Christmas story that we did on the show maybe uh, half a year ago. It was during New Year's Evil. So anyway, that story was awesome. He's also taking over writing regular Catwoman currently, so that's cool. Okay. Superman's gonna have a couple books as well. So we're doing Superman of Tomorrow, or sorry, Superman of Metropolis, which is a two-part, and I'm pretty sure this one featured John as Superman. So the son grown up. And then we're going to get Superman Worlds of War, which is Cal, but out in space. And it's a four-part. So hmm. something's happened with Superman on Earth, where Earth has rejected him. However, his son, who looks almost just like him, but younger, right. they're okay with. So that's weird, a little bit. Uh, then we're going to have Mortal Wonder Woman. Uh, it's a two-part. Then we're going to have just Wonder Woman, so the future shock Wonder Woman which is Joel Jones, and this is supposed to be featuring the brand new Wonder Woman. So, of all these characters, she seems to be the only one that's actually like a brand new character. 
because the rest of them seem to be underlings. So it'll be interesting to see what that is, really. But that one's happening. Then uh, Justice League has, of course, a two-part. It's also written by Williamson. It's the same dude doing Red Hood. And then we're going to get a uh, Swamp Thing written by Ram V. Um, that one should be cool, too. The imagery looks like Swamp Thing has overgrown most of New York, it looks like. So, wow. Very uh, apocalyptic future style, except Swamp Thing flavored. That's exciting. So that should be pretty cool, too. Uh, he's written some other horror story books that are good, too. Uh, then we're getting a Suicide Squad two-part. That's uh, Robbie Tom- Thompson. He uh, wrote a majority of Spider-Man Deadpool and uh, some of the really early Spider-Gwen. So he's a good writer, and like Spider-Man Deadpool was awesome. So I love Spider-Gwen, too. Yeah, I love Spider-Gwen. Great. She's great. So like he, and he also did a little bit of Titans and Silk as well. Okay. So writer-wise, I mean, he's, he's kind of landed a lot on both sides of the fence, DC and Marvel. But comedy stuff. I mean, Spider-Man Deadpool is gold. So, it'll be interesting to see a Suicide Squad with me that kind of peppering, I guess. <laughs> but all those things are going to replace our normal books throughout the month of January and February. So, that should be an interesting bag of nuts. I guess we'll see if, uh, at the end of it, what happens with it. I mean, in general, I think popular pieces might survive, but... Oh, you know there's going to be big changes. Yeah, as I agree. As far as reshapes concerned, I mean, this is where they were heading. I, at best we can tell, this is where they were heading. So how much of this is going to leak into the regular books? Who knows? Sure. Um, so that's interesting. Um, that's pretty much all I had, really. I mean, there's a lot of DC news. There's also Endless Winter coming uh, through December, which is a nine-part crossover through Justice League Flash and Justice League Dark and a batch of one-shots. So it's basically Ragnarok except DC-flavored. Right. But it's got Ron Mars writing it throughout the whole thing. Artists will be different for the different titles, except for probably the bookends. But uh, he's writing the whole thing, so writer-wise, the story will flow with itself. So that's good. Anyway, I think that'll be interesting. The sure. whole uh, apocalyptic thing. What happens afterwards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Do you reshape? Do you reform? Do you? What do you keep? What do you not? And they'll do it, what, probably January. They'll be like, oh, hey, by the way, these six books are no longer here. Possibly. I mean, they've the most recent talk for solicitations is that after this ends, we'll have our normal PR periodicals come back. But a bunch of them were at an ending point. I mean, Harley Quinn ended at 75. So they, they ended it. Suicide Squad's ending at, oh, God, I think it's 13. I don't remember the number. But Suicide Squad's ending as well, so it's Batgirl. There were Just League Odyssey's ending. So there's a handful of them that are ending the runs of the series. So whether that leaves room on the other side for these reshaped books, or what exactly that means, who knows. But it'll be interesting to see. Sure. So so January, February going to be crazy. So my last thing, bookend everything. Um, supposedly J.J. Abrams and Henry, Ca- Henry Cavill have had meetings about um, a potential new string of Superman films that will... Uh, they're kind of waiting on the Snyder release to see how that goes before they make an official announcement, but, like, J.J. mixed with Henry Cavill and Superman is as a thing. I'm in. Where do I sign? How do I see it? I'm ready. Now. Exactly. Uh, let's do it. We'll see what the Snyder Cut does, because that's what's going to drive all of it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, everything. And also, there's also a secret rumor that, like, is actually very, very real. And I, I, I waited on this one because we all talked trash about it earlier. But there's, and I'm not even kidding, that Ryan Reynolds will make an appearance in the Snyder Cut. I saw that. 
as no? Green Lantern. As Green Lantern. All right. Yeah. I saw that. I don't see why not. I mean, at this point, they've got to have some junk footage somewhere they can use. I think Grace Reynolds is the person who's released a lot of the news for all this stuff, but everything she's released so far has come true so far. So it's like, huh. she seems like a very like reliable source. Well, that's interesting. So I'm down for J.J. Abrams anything. Me too. Especially Superman. Yeah. I think he fits with Superman. Especially if they continue the uh, Man of Steel route, if they continue kind of that, that would be great. They could bring some more wholesomeness to it. It'd be, I think, sometimes like there's too much dark brooding. Like Superman just Snyderness. Needs, be, needs to become Superman. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Too much Snyderness. Yeah. Sure. I, think, I can call it that if you want. I think that's J- a fair word. I think I just coined that. I'll, I'm going to take that. I think JJ could bring some some more wholesomeness and make him make him bring like bring him into like truly bring him into the Man of Steel. Sure. But anyway. So I start some books? Yep. Just to let you know, there will be spoilers. Alright, so I'm going to start with uh, the Savage Avengers number 12. Savage Avengers number 12, which if nobody knows, first of all, it's, the, it's written by Gary Duggan. Is that how you say that? Jerry Duggan, yeah. Jerry. Um, artist is Adam Gorm. Um, so Savage Avengers chapter 12 is issue 12. It'll never last. And if you're not cut with this book, Conan. The Barbarian, yep. Not Conan, the redheaded guy that's on TBS, but Conan. Yep. Is part of the MCU now. Ah, uh, yes. And he's currently in Avengers because of time travel. So, yeah. And so, this picks up with, um, Doctor Strange and Elektra are just with you know, with the uh, cloak of levitation, watching the background all innocently, um, as Electra just rides Doctor Strange as he floats in the air and levitates them. And doesn't, but you know, and then the cloak has to come and help them levitate. Maybe I don't. I'm not sure. Like I'm not. I'm unsure about that part. But it's it's happening. The first two pages, and then Electra says, um, "Do you levitate all girls this way?" And he's like, um, levitation is not the only thing that's going to be happening tonight. So, at this point... Well, Lecter's a dirty girl, so, you know. Fact. Fact. Yeah. Stuff they're all overdone and everything. Um, he's like, uh, we got to do a couple things before we get going this way. Like, it's a good way to end stuff. And, and she's like, so do you think this is going to happen again? And he's just like, I hope so. And she's like, eh. We'll see how we, if we make it through this alive. If we live this long is actually what he says. Right. Like, if yeah. we live this long. And the next scene is like her wearing the cloak, which I thought was hilarious, and like him wearing some like some small bathrobe. I thought that would continue on a little bit, which, but it didn't. It just was, I was like, oh, that's disappointing because it's kind of funny. Like, you know, like a woman wearing your t-shirt. Like, sure. The fact, but I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> so, um, and then he has to grab something. He's like, ah, they're like talking about basically. Kulon Gath is a, a, he's an old Conan the Barbarian, like, villain, isn't he? Yeah, he's an old wizard baddie that Conan has dealt with in the past. From Conan, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so Conan and Sorcerer Supreme, you know, Doctor Strange and Doc, Doctor Doom of, are of all, them recently. they're all people who could take, like, take on a lot of people by themselves and, like, this guy whooped them all three together and like with handedly. Right. So that's kind of like Doctor Strange is like, I need to call in some help. And so that's kind of the premise of this book. So I should have, I should have prefaced it that, but whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Um, You're good. I was so excited about like the you know the cloak, just being sure. innocent and sad that he's watching his dad just being taken advantage of. Sure. So anyway, Doctor Strange is talking about like, hey, you know, we got to do this thing, and they're like talking about their plan, and somebody in a trunk is like, somebody in a trunk is like, hey, I can hear you guys, and it's just like, and he kicks the trunk. He's like, quiet. Like, Midnight's nearly upon us. Where's my little surprise? Ah, here it is. And a little backup just in case we need it. And it's like he grabs some book off the shelf. And they go outside and there's like um, a skeleton man in a hat and a suit and like horse carriage. and Theory of the dead, yeah. yeah. And so he's Horse, like, he calls him. Yeah, horse. And so he's like, when, you, when we arrive at the Guardians of the Crossroads, um, be careful what you say. He's like, we didn't, and Lecter's like, we didn't follow the rules last time. He's like, oh. It caused problems, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then they get they get into um, the land of permanent midnight where death and life meet on the road. And uh, when they're there, he's like, "Just be careful because it's it's a place where all the people we sent to 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 their de- their death that's where they're at." And yeah, he's like, "Stay on the road because everywhere else is everyone who we've killed." Right. And Doctor Voodoo and Kalfu, which I don't know who Kalfu is. I'm not really familiar with him, but he looks like the dude from uh, uh, 007, the, uh, why can't I remember the name of that movie? The one with the Papa Shango in it. <sighs> with the what? It's the James Bond movie with the the guy with the top hat and the painted skull face. Oh, that's uh, Spectre. Is that who that is? Mm-hmm. Well, no, the, the the movie Spectre. I don't, I don't know what the is name is. Is the movie Spectre? I thought it was older than that. I guess I don't remember what the movie is. It doesn't matter. Move on with the book. Sorry. So neat. <laughs> There's a James Bond movie that has a, like, voodoo priest guy, and it's a Connery one, I think. Oh, okay. I thought you meant more recent, because they do oh. have The Day of the Dead with Daniel Craig, and he's wearing a... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's no, wearing a voodoo. Not, a voodoo not that mask. one. Okay. I, I feel you. No, this is an older movie. I just don't remember James Bond right now very well. Got it. It doesn't matter. Keep moving. So, as uh, Doctor Strange and Electra are in this land of Peru at midnight, they see two men approach. Um, one is Dr. Voodoo and the other is Kalfu, who is the Haitian voodoo god slash deity of curses, bad luck, and deliberate destruction. It's kind of creepy. It just like you can, you can see his eyes and like, like a skull and he's got like a top hat. Kind of creepy weirdness, but Dr. Strange is like, I wish there was an easier way to talk to you about the situation, but they added out of a, tr- out of the trunk. It's it's uh it's not basically it just it's Doctor Voodoo's brother, and Daniel Drum, and he was once a member of the Hand, which is like the Ninja Clan, and he's like because basically Kalfu wants a body for a body, like blood for blood, kind of soul thing. for soul, yeah, soul for soul. And currently, brother or Doctor Voodoo is is dead, so and the brother who had caused a lot of problems to get himself to be back alive, um. Part of that being working with the hand and running part of the hand. The reason he's he's here is because it's his fault. His brother's dead, and 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 Kung Fu is mad because like this guy's still alive, right? He's like, you brought me a live body, not a corpse. He's like, I know, but a soul for a soul, I have a richer offer. Um, this guy, I'm leaving him here with you just in case. But like, if this doesn't go well, you can have my body, or we, or you can have like. Kulan Goth's body, one or the other. That's right. kind of like... So he's trying to keep the brother alive and trade either Kulan Goth's soul and body or his own body if he dies. So he's trying to work out a deal where neither of the brothers have to be dead. 
And Kafu's like, nah, this is too complicated. I just want a soul, man. And Electra just pulls out her, her sigh and it stabs a dude from through the back through his chest and kills him. Oh, yeah. And everybody's just like, uh. Oh, snap. And Kafu is just like, at least this woman has some stones. And it's like, and Dr. Strange is like, I, we didn't. Dude, there's there's other ways around this and shit. That's why you brought me, wasn't it, to make these tough decisions? He still needs to do the hard work, yeah. And so, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's obviously there in spirit form. And he's, like, talking to his brother. He's like, hey, Jericho, I'm sorry I attacked you. And he's like, you worked hard for this punishment, Daniel. I'm the one who has to worry. So then we flash forward, like, um, Dr. Strange is like, we need to go get Conan. And so they flash forward to... They're in Mexico somewhere, and there's like two guys, like, like some sort of like Mexican cowboy. With, I don't know, just, like animal poacher types. Yeah, kind of, but it's in Mexico, and they open this trailer. It's like time to feed, and this this thing runs out with like like a green head and one gigantic eyeball, but it's kind of a human body, and it's running at a, running at a woman who looks like she just went grocery shopping, and it jumps on her, and it's like. It's attacking her and getting ready to eat her, and, and like she's screaming, like, yeah, scream more, because it makes me, you know, it makes it better for me, and all of a sudden, like, this hand grabs this thing by the head tentacles, and, like, you will not feast today, abomination, and, like, cuts this thing in straight in half, like, super dirty style, and the woman runs away, and, and it's Conan, and he's just like, oh, woman, you're sundries. And he's just like, huh? And he like picks Because he's up. carrying groceries. Right. So he's, he's like, you like, forgot your groceries. Yeah, like, I remember you, foul monster. Do you remember me? And he like sniffs whatever she's carrying. And it's like, it's tequila. And he's like, hmm. Shimagorath. And he's like all excited about it. And he's like, this head's cut in half. And then he like, the two poachers are like, we haven't heard anything yet. And uh, all of a sudden, Conan throws half the head down. It's like, who's there? What's going on? You see, oh, we're armed. He's like, we'll see about that. And he cuts one of the dude's arms off. And the other guy shoots at him, and he cuts his. He cuts him, and he's like, "Where's the wizard?" Because he's looking for Sri Goth. And he's like, "I can't tell you." And then this guy just like catches on fire, and this tattoo on his neck just like flames up. He's like, "Damn sorcery!" Because like you know, obviously the guy can't speak about the horrible things as he's like eating this tequila. I don't, I don't. It says tequila on it, but I don't know. He's eating it like jam. I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't know what's in that. <laughs> it's when, odd, yeah. but. And he's like, all of a sudden he hears something and it's like, it's Electra. And it's like, it's, it's, it's just your old friend Electra. And it's like, I was hoping to meet you again in this world. Cause he's like, he's like Conan. He's like, mm, how you doing? Right. Mm. And she's like, not many men have, uh, skill to catch you and I'm tailing them. And he's like, not yet. Yeah. Uh, being all dirty style. And then like, you know, Stephen Strange all of a sudden appears and Conan's pissed. Cause he's just like, last time I saw you and he's like, Hey man. We got. I figured out it. We take Shilling off down. We got, this is the deal. And he's like, he's like, I hate that him more than I hate you. So we got to do this, but we're not gonna be able to do it alone. And then all of a sudden, Stephen opens a portal, and it's. It's like yeah, that's why I brought reinforcements. Which it's it's Hellion. Is that Hellion? Uh, yes. And uh, magic and Wolverine and Black Widow, and then obviously uh, Brother Voodoo and his brother. Right. Well, the ghost, the spirit follows him around, and that's always been part of it, because Dr. Voodoo, originally Brother Voodoo, was the first brother. He died, and the, bro- the doctor brother took over. So, like, the two of them being separate, it's kind of weird that his brother turned on him, but as a thing, his ghost is kind of always following him. Hellion is like the son of Satan. Yeah. Who recently got his own TV show on Hulu, surprisingly. Yeah, I saw that. It's freaking crazy. That's weird. 
Definitely weird. But he doesn't look like he used to, but he's still the son of Satan, so you see how right. that goes. And then you got Wolverine, which kind of fits this, weirdly. Magic. She, Savage Avengers, yeah. She kind of fits, I guess. And then Black Widow, I was like, eh, whatever. They're all killers, man. Yeah, that's true. Makes perfect sense. Wolverine doesn't kill people. Oh, come on now. <laughs> no, dude, I was like, I was actually kind of surprised. Like, I was like, mm, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't, like, I was telling T. Brown, I was like, I, I told you this, like, I don't know, months ago. I was like, I don't know how I feel about Conan being in the Marvel Universe. It's a little weird to me. It's because such a different thing. I know there's time trail and there's things and blah, 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 but you already got Hercules and you already got Thor, you know, you got to bring this too. And it's just like, whatever, but I don't know. This kind of works, I guess, and I, I I really enjoyed it. He's kind of a big, fun, dumb grunt, which is kind of it's, it, I like that. I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, but you already got that in Hercules, kind of though. So that's what was my weird thing. Hercules is kind of dumb, you're right. Yeah, they're kind of very similar characters. He's like a Hercules is like a Thor that just drinks to the point of silliness. Man, that's silliness. I, he's not dumb. He just in the comic books, Thor doesn't drink. To the point of, like, the movies having in the third movie, mm-hmm. or the last movie. Hercules does, but he doesn't have the problem with the weight because he's a demigod. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you took Thor from the movies and put him in the comic books, he'd basically be Hercules. Because he's not dumb, but he's also, like, a Greek god, so he doesn't care about most things mortals care about. And he's not worried about subtlety or anything, to be honest. Like, the last series he had, it was, like, a name series. He took over the Incredible Hulk, and it was called the Incredible Hercules. It was him and Amadis Cho running around, and Amadis Cho was the brains of the situation, but Herc, oh, yes, that's not true, he showed up in Guardians of the Galaxy recently, so Herc was, uh, he'd been captured, was being used to fuel a ship, they were draining his life force to fly a spaceship through space, so he showed up more recently than that, but yeah, he's not dumb-dumb, he just, he's a brute, which, I mean, Conan's a brute, too, so, it just, I don't, like, I don't know, I mean, it is what it is. It is weird. It's just, it's just a weird thing. And it's such a it's such a random thing. It seems like more of a crossover than like, oh, he's actually in Marvel continuity, but he is. So I was just like, mm, okay, yeah, it's been an interesting path with uh, him and the Savage Avengers. I know you love Conan, but I do like Conan. That's true. That Conan two thousand ninety nine book was awesome. Mm. It's great. Uh, do you have a score for that book, Josh? I give it like a three and a half. Yes, like I'm curious to see where it goes. I like all the characters in it. I gotta see. I gotta see some like fruits of the labor. Sure, Mr. Brown. What you- probably about a three. Probably, probably about a three. I mean, the the art's really nice. Um, not not as nice as some of the other books I read today, but um, and the story's good. I mean, I, I think if I knew a little bit more about uh the voodoo characters and kind of what had happened, um, but yeah, I like I liked it. Cool. Yeah, I'd say it's the same place. About a three. I mean, it, Savage Avengers is is a just a different, it's a more of a brute group, so I don't know. It's been fun, but yeah, them and the the one with the different uh, demon wizards has been pretty cool. So yeah, I give it a three as well. But yeah, I, I do like the idea of a time travel coming in. So the movie I was thinking about was Live and Let Die. It's the uh, the voodoo guy from Live and Let Die that Midnight looks like. Uh oh, from the Connery film. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's the one I was thinking of. I still don't remember that guy's name, but well, it's, it's, it's a like com- Baron it's a, something. It's a common voodoo face painting, though. Right. Mm-hmm. The top hat with the skull. That's just what it reminds me of. It's probably based off of this Haitian god. Probably. Haitian voodoo god. Who's the, who's the voodoo character that had his own book? Dr. Voodoo? No. Mr. Voodoo? Well, there's Brother Voodoo and Bro- 
Brother, Brother Voodoo and Dr. Voodoo. It wasn't Marvel, though. It was a different... There was a Voodoo book in D.C. that was the Lady Alien that used to be part of Wildcats. Was it Image? No. She was an Image when she was born. I don't recall. Anyways. (laughs) I don't don't know. All right. Let's move on to uh, Luana Rorschach. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Tom King. All right. DC, DC Black Labels Rorschach, issue number one. Uh, by Tom King, and then we have uh, interior and cover art by is that George or Jorge? I'm gonna say Jorge. I'm gonna say it's Jorge Fornes. Um, so book starts out with uh Rorschach running towards you, towards the camera, your perspective screaming out Laura, and you hear bang, 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 and you see him being shot. Uh, looks like one, two, three, four, four times, and once in the face. Uh, definitely very, um, very graphic. He's on a catwalk, um, and the next uh, page it shows him above a very, very, very large um, assembly of people around uh, what appears to be an election, and it says, Vote Turley on it. Um, as the camera kind of pans out, or your vision pans out, you see um, another woman who's laying across from him, um, who's also obviously been just shot Shot in many, many, many different places. Riddle of the bullets, blood splatter everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely blood everywhere. And you got this nice red, white, and blue. Obviously, somebody won something. Um, this Turley guy looks like he won an election or, or something of the matter. Moving on, we, we kind of get to the behind the scenes of kind of how this happened. Um, and, and it's a couple of different, what appears to be, um, I don't know if they actually give his name, but he, I think he's either a secret service agent or detective, um, speaking to what it looks like somebody who's in charge of, um, the campaign. Um, they kind of talk about how this went down. Um, it kind of moves forward and talks a little bit about, um, him picking up the phone while he's watching, um, the assembly take place on a couple screens. Uh, with all the red, white, and, you know, blue balloons and the flags everywhere. And he says, hello. And, uh, he says, excuse me, who's calling? And he thinks it's a, a prank call. Um, come to find out, it says, uh, you know, well, at that time, I thought it was a crazy person, um, who, you know, had said something about a sniper rifle on the catwalk. Right. Says so a security guy being interviewed. Right. Yeah. And he's talking. I think, I think the guy is, is who's in charge of the campaign or something. Cause That's it's not, it's not Turley. It's not, yeah. the, it's not the gentleman who won. Um, we pan out from there and we move to what appears to be the morgue. Um, you have the male and the female, um, who could have been Rorschach and the woman who he yelled out, Sarah? Laura? Oh, oh I, I said it. it was Laura. I said it two seconds ago. Memory wise, it was Laura. It was Laura. So we move on from there and, um, you can see that these, it just like, CBS, just like you said, um, these bodies are just riddled, um, with bullets. Yep. Um, you know, they talk a little bit about what's kind of they found on them, um, and they didn't find anything. They they found nothing on these people other than what they had clothes wise. Um, they found a scar on the female body, which she had been shot earlier because they're showing that um, the stitching on the job had been done. Very poorly. So it probably wasn't done professionally. It was probably done um, by the two of them or, or by, by someone they knew, maybe a vet they paid off or something. Right. Very backstreet surgery. Very, yeah. Very, very not, uh, yeah. Anyway, so moving on from there, we kind of pan out again and we see um, not the morgue, but kind of their 
their belongings laying out and they continue to show masks and there's little FBI evidence cards. Um, and then they move on to, uh, they found, um, obviously he was wearing a Rorschach mask and they kind of talk about, okay, did they get this mask? Is it real? Is it moving like Rorschach's mask used to? And they're like, no, you know, they kind of found it at a, it looks like a, you know, plain Jane, you know, uh, oh, Halloween gosh. store. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they, 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 well, I really liked this inside this Halloween store they show. They've got a couple, um, Dr. Manhattan masks and, um, Night Owl and a, and a couple of masks, um, in, in this Halloween shop. So, um, hard, hard to trace. And they kind of talk about, hey, you know, they, they probably bought it with cash. Moving on, they, they talk to, um, this guy who's in this hospital. This, this detective is still talking to, uh, they, they move from the morgue to, to a, a gentleman who's in the hospital and he's talking to him. This guy's uh, just broken arm, broken, you know, face. He's got blood coming out of his eye. He's definitely messed up. And he says, you know, what, what, what do they tell you? And, uh, the, the man in the, in the, in the gurney goes, uh, uh, you know, I think I'm okay. And the detective goes, no, they tell me you're dying. Right. So <laughs> they move on to his perspective at the rally. Um, he was a security guard at this rally. Um, there's three of them, uh, these security guards and they come up to this door. Um, they had, they had taken the, not threat, but the, the prank call of a, um, sniper kind of semi serious and the security officers reached the point of access before the police actually did. So this is kind of the security guard story. Um, three guys coming up to this door. The door um, kind of slams open, hits one of the security guards in the face. The other security guard reaches in with his weapon, and who's there but Rorschach, yep. or a person dressed as Rorschach, um, slams his hand in the door, breaks his hand for sure. Um, and then we have the security guards firing at this door. They don't hit anybody because this wave of bullets comes through the door and misses the security guard who we know, um, is in the hospital and kills these other two poor, poor souls. Um, he suddenly realizes, oh my gosh, my gun's gone. And he looks up and there's, Rorschach. Rorschach's standing there with a gun. Rorschach's standing there with a gun. Yep. Absolutely. He's got a gun in his face and says, please. And Rorschach, of course, pulls the trigger. Uh, we come back to the hospital. Um, and he says, hey, you know, are my other guys okay? And the detective says, no. No, they're not. They're definitely dead. Yeah. They're definitely dead. It's just pretty obvious for us, but yeah. <laughs> so detective, um, which I don't even think they give him the name, actually. I don't know if they do or not. I, I should have taken out the notes, but I didn't. He gets a call, or excuse me, not a call, a page, because this is a pager. And uh, he asks the hospital, can I use your phone? Uh, moves to the phone, and a, another police officer, or maybe a commissioner of some sort, is giving him information that they found a tape of some sort on um, the body of this Rorschach person. Right. And they said the tape was from the 1960s, which places this time a little bit um, differently. Um, and they, they had to find a player to be able to play it. So I, I'm not sure if it was a, a small tape or on a reel, maybe. I'm going to assume that it must have been some type of... I mean, if it was a regular cassette, you'd... In modern times, I mean, if you had a cassette tape handed to you today, you'd be like, well, i got to find the way to play this thing. That's true. Because people don't use those anymore. That's so, true. So, like, timing-wise, they don't really show us the tape, but, I mean, they talked about finding it before whenever they were in the morgue, and, like, our detective has been assigned to work with this FBI guy who seems to be in front of him on everything, 
and feed him information, almost in a way that like he doesn't really want to work with the dude. Right. So that's the suit that's been running around. But yeah, they say, yeah, we have to find a way to play it. We assume we're going to find like a crank message on here. Right. Yeah. They think it's kind of a, a joke. Right. Like they, well, the, from what I understood on this, on this tape, they go through and kind of play certain things. I'll just, I'll just read one because it's a little bit easier. Um, we would like to contact the spirit man and call for Mary Binder, my daughter. This is your daddy. It, it, it sounds like they're trying to communicate with, with the dead, with the dead. Yeah. Like Sam um, style. It's, it's pretty weird. It is really weird. Um, the tape moves forward and it goes through, um, quite a few things. While that's happening, this detective is making his way across, um, across what I, I believe is New York. And my favorite part of this book, I don't know if you caught this or not, hmm. is the, 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 uh, star on the walk of, oh, so that'd be California, that'd be LA, not New York. Um, the, the, the star on, on the Hall of Fame, the walk of fame that is for Adrian Veidt in, in big letters. That is probably my favorite thing there, who that's we all know is. We know as uh, Osmandius. Yep. Um, moving forward again, he ends up at a hotel. He's still, you know, kind of trying to figure out what's going on. It, it, what, what kind of replaying over in his mind? Kind of what happened? What are these people thinking? What you know? What, what were they? Um, and then they come to a final. Uh, he comes to sit down and have a drink with an FBI agent. FBI says that uh, our friends were foiled assassins under the names of William Myerson. William Myerson. And Laura Cummings uh, says that they probably met up and uh, at some point, you know, caught up together and decided to kind of pull this off. Um, and then we move forward and come to find out that this FBI agent is saying that um, the fingerprints of Laura were of her, but the fingerprints on the gentleman were of the original Rorschach, who would be, what's his name again? Oh, I don't even remember. Uh, Walter Kovac. Yeah, there you go. That's so that's, thank you. Yeah. It took me a minute. Uh, so what they're saying is, is they're not 100% sure who the body actually who is. Who the body belongs to. They also mentioned earlier that the body was, age wise, was in remarkably good youth for the age of the body was supposed to be. That's right. They did say that. Yeah. So it is pretty questionable who this fellow that got shot up was. And what he was doing there with the lady with the mask on, kind of dressed like Annie Oakley. Mm -hmm. And that's how the book ends. You just kind of go, oh, well, who, who, who the heck is this? These attempted assassins now, possibly Rorschach, possibly not, and possibly some lady who met up with him. So. Right. Well, and the whole resurrection thing is a very good question, too. Or not resurrection, the, the seance thing, the tape is so crazy, too. Uh, you guys score for that book there, Brown? I, I'd give it a four. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I think it's well done. I like the art. Um, it's a good start. I, I, I'm interested to see what happens next. Um, I was under the impression it had more to do with Doomsday Clock on just an article I had read offhand. Um, but I, I'm okay that it's not. But I, I did enjoy it. I, I like anything Watchmen. I love Watchmen. Sure. Uh, 45? Man, I don't know. This is incomplete for me because I'm so confused. I didn't watch the HBO series, and I know that like there's several things that happen. I there are things that happen in HBO series that are in this book. I haven't watched the show, so I'm not sure. Sure. Like I'm looking up some uh, Wikipedia stuff right now. Like, um, Reggie Long was the person who took over the Rorschach mantle after the original Rorschach. Um, in what continuity though? I mean, where? That's in Doomsday Clock. Oh, in Doomsday yeah, Clock. Doomsday okay. Clock. Okay. I haven't finished that yet still. It's still on my nightstand. I, I just don't know enough of what's going on, so I'm so confused. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Sure. 
I, I mean, I read Watchmen. That's it. Like, I'm like, that's where I'm at. Like, I'm not, like, a lot of the other stuff, I don't know what's going on. So I'm like, I'm super confused. I, the whole time, here's the thing. We're going to get to a book in a minute. Like, well, not the next book, the book after. There's a book tonight that I'm like, I know nothing about. I know who the characters involved are, other than that, I know nothing else. And the story flowed, and it made sense to me. I give this book like a one and a half, because I have like no clue what's going on. It doesn't even like be like, hey, you should maybe like, we kind of, this is this. It just, I'm so lost, man. Huh? And like lost in a bad way, not in a good way. Not like, I want to, I can't wait to see more. I'm just like, huh? I don't know what happened. Like, <laughs> I read it twice. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, and very rarely I'm like, I don't get what's going on. Like, I really don't get what's going on. And I think there's, I think this is one of those books. That, this, this is the, this is the um, comic version of Last Jedi. People are like, I don't get what's Last Jedi. It's like, well, it's because we put all these like hidden things from like all the TV shows and all the books and all the things. And they're like, okay, well, I've not read or seen any of those things. And like, you want me to know all that stuff? Like, that's how I feel about it. It's like, I, I feel like it's just like, only people who like are in on the joke get it, you know. Like I think the cover's fantastic. That's like my favorite part of my. That was my favorite part. Other than that, I'm like I'm just disappointed. Like I just don't. Not a big fan of the art. It's it's just it's very mediocre. Like and the story is just like I'm so confused. And maybe it will come together and be this amazing thing. And I'll be like, okay, I get it now. But like I just I don't get it. I mean I'm right. I'm very lost. I'm like I'm like I, again I'm one and a half. Different strokes, different folks, sure. So. Like, read-wise, I, I put it at three. So I guess, average-wise, we all kind of balance out because Brown's a little higher than, than well, well, a lot higher than you. But it's because I'm biased. That's all right. Um, as far as the story's What concerned, did you give it? I give it a four. I, I'm also obsessed with, well, I shouldn't say obsessed, but I really do love anything this black label so far has done. It's all been really, really well done. Okay. I, I, I would just, I mean... I think you're supposed to be confused. No... It is a it's, mystery. It's, it's fine to be confused, but it's just like, I don't know anything. You don't need to. No, you do. Like, you need you to need know to, something. You, you need, need to ha- You need to know that there is a murder. You need to know that there is a character who... But you, was, don't even, you don't even know that there's a murder. An attempted murder. You know that there was like... Sure, he murdered, he murdered all those, all those uh, uh, security officers. Okay, but also they got shot by snipers... Like, it's just, it's so confusing. It's just like... I'm going to say it's part of the mystery that he's hitting on, actually. Because who shot from the door? Right. Was it Rorschach, or was it the people that shot Rorschach? How are the cops there, and why did they just gun him down? She was already dead when he, when, we get, when we see him get shot. It's a whodunit. So it's a, it's, it's a mystery, it yeah. is. Um, and that's fine. It's just, it's just like, the book's called Rorschach. Like, the, the greatest, arguably, the greatest, like, character that come out of Watchmen. Like, he's like, he has the most personality in them like the cool like he's the hippest the coolestness to me like he's my favorite is he your favorite yeah, yeah, yeah. dr my hand my favorite well yeah because you oh i like god better than like jerry at the corner street but no crap you know what i mean i get what you're saying i don't know man i, I just, think it's i think part of it's supposed to be confusing I, yeah i do too that's fine i'm curious to see where it goes to see where you, how you guys feel like how it ends like because i i just feel like I feel like some people got a hold of a really cool idea, and they're like, what are we going to do with this? Because he dies in the HBO thing, 
I guess, like it talks about it in the thing. I don't. Well, he, I don't. He dies in Watchmen. He dies in Watchmen. Well, you know, but there's a, like there's some death in the HBO thing too. Like maybe the second version of him or something. Rorschach, like do, Rorschach doesn't show up in the TV show. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I was just reading like the. And I think I think that's the only time it connects. I mean, to, I know I know he doesn't watch him, but I was just like. I think that's the only time it connects. It's connecting to um, what do you, what do you call it? Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Maybe that. Yeah. Maybe Which again, I haven't. I haven't maybe finished. it's the second Rorschach dies in Doomsday Clock. Maybe. I don't think he does. So I don't know. Like again, there's just so much that I'm not sure what's going on. That's fair. Kind of bewildered. You're like I don't know. What's I feel. Going. I feel like there's just too. Like it's kind of one of those things. Like they've they've gone so far with a character that like. You can't like to bring in a new reader, like. Well, if, if as far as a, a thing, well, let me give a score real quick. I, I give a score of three. I think I said that already, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, so three. I think that you're expecting it to connect to too many things, and yeah, there's a bunch of questions, but I think the questions there on purpose, and I don't believe this connects at all to the show. It does though, because they bring it up. They bring up the the points of the show that I know about. They bring up in the book. Okay, well, I read them and I didn't question. Which point all, is that? So. They bring up the Tulsa stuff in the in the book. They do. You're right. Yeah, I forgot one hundred percent. You're right. Yeah, so they do bring up the the show and the Tulsa thing is not a part of Watchmen at all. The 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 original comic at all. And no, so it's really so, interesting. So you have to have had seen the show to know something's going on. It could have just been a nod at the show, but uh, I don't yeah. think that's what it was. Because be, be, having seen the show from beginning to end, well, it's like so and so was in Tulsa and he saw this happen. Is like they say that in the book, so it's just like what? Okay, what happened in Tulsa, which is what goes on in the show. Nothing, nothing, nothing happens in Tulsa in that time. The only thing that happens is 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 the historical massacre. That that's the only thing that happens. So I I, I mean I don't know. Like again. If I remember the, correctly. Do, the Doomsday Clock stuff. I don't. Oh know. no, I, that's not I, true I either. I'm wrong. I'm absolutely wrong. They moved to Tulsa. No, you're right. <laughs> there okay, you you're right. Um, there even, you, even if it does, there like, you go. I, I read that in the book and it caught on in the book, and so uh, I watched the first episode of the show, and that's all I've ever watched. Oh, it's so you got it. It's I so good. Keep telling me that, man. It's great. And as far as Doomsday Clock, best I can tell, this does not connect to Doomsday Clock at all. Okay. My main reasoning, except for, for the second that, Rorschach. This doesn't mention the second Rorschach. But that, that might be the second Rorschach, though. It's not the right color skin. The second Rorschach is African-American. Correct. This one is not. Oh, I didn't know that. So, it, best I can tell you, this doesn't connect to that at all. Right. My, my biggest piece to add to that is that when we see the Halloween shop, none of the masks are any other heroes. They are all Watchmen heroes. Yeah. If it was connected to the DC Universe whole, there would have been something in the shop to show us that. And it's not. Not necessarily. I'm saying it's a perfect opportunity to to make that iron out. Well, with with what he's saying, and I'm I'm going to agree. You're, like what they did with the button, right? It was very deliberate. It was yeah. very very. We're mixing DC and Watchmen here, where I think this is something separate. I, I'm going to agree with that. Okay. It's also black label, so as far as that, it might not connect to anything really at all, right? Because that's how black label is run for the true, most part. To shave. So, right, so we'll, we'll hit that later on tonight too. So sure. Well, we'll see at some point. I mean, it's a twelve-part miniseries, so or max oh, series. It's a twelve-part. Si, senor. Oh, jeez. Tom King has been fairly good at putting out twelve-part series. As City well, of so. Bane. Well, I'll tell you this. Not a twelve-part, but it was good. I'll tell you this. I don't have eleven. I don't have eleven issues of that in me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just. I, I'm just saying this as when we were talking about writing earlier. The writing aspect of this bothered me because there's the flow of it is it's no I can agree with that it is definitely choppy because like well you heard you heard me just kind of fumble through as like, much as I could it's it's yeah, it's even, yeah. even describing it's it's not easy well it moves back and forth between the locations right for sure. it didn't flow at all for me and that's fine 
it's like identity crisis when you know Sue Dibney was murdered, and it's just like it was a murder mystery, right? So who's Sue Dibney? Who's that? Exactly, <laughs> and like and you know, the elongated man, like oh, he's funny. like he's like the not cool plastic man. You know what I mean? Like he's like. And, but then you still, but you still cared about those characters. I understand. So that's my point. It's just like, I'm like, ah, I'm just, I, ah, I, I, I think if you go in the book knowing that it's Rorschach, I think we would feel a little bit different about it. But I think you also go in knowing we know it's not Rorschach. Rorschach's dead. Well, maybe just be there's too many pieces and elements in the world for well, it. Well, I, I just figured that it was maybe, I, I didn't know anything about it. No, I didn't. Because like, I thought maybe this was a Rorschach, like, Story. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. From the past. From that time. Like, oh, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know. Like, sure. They were like, okay, we're going to do a Rorschach book. But, like, there's a, like, he was alive for how many, sure. how many years? Forty oh. something. You know what I mean? Like, he was, how, how old he was die when he died, but, like, whatever. So, like, that's what I was just like, I didn't know. Sure. And, and as it went along, I was like, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right. So, uh, the next book's going to be, uh, Fearless Dawn Meets Hellboy. It's coming out from Albatross Comics. Uh, Albatross also puts out The Goon and uh, Spook House, uh, Hillbilly. So they have a few other titles out there. Anyway, so the book starts out, and we're in Romania. This is 1964. And the art is uh, very Mike Mignola. Oh, by the way, this is by Mike Mignola and uh, Steve Manion is who uh, have done the book. And they are co-writers and co-artists on the book. So when we first open up, we're, it's Mike Manola art, straight up old school Hellboy. And we've got Hellboy investigating a castle. As he's investigating a castle, he comes off co- across a corpse of a Nazi that's holding a picture. And he's like, what is this picture of? What do you got there? Is this a picture of your girlfriend? And then we get to see the picture, and the picture is of the character of the Fearless Dawn. Um, and about that time, we start seeing the gauges turn on the uh, Nazi's body, and Hellboy's like... Hey, what's going on? And then there's this flash of light, and we cut from there directly to the Memorial Cemetery, the year 2013, and we are somewhere in Europe. Um, and we join the Fearless Dawn and her sidekick, and the two of them are investigating a cemetery that houses the bodies of the uh, 666 Nazi regime. And Hellboy, like, drops out of the sky directly on her. And she's like, oh, my God, what the heck's going on? A giant red guy. And she pulls out her machine gun. And she's getting ready to fight him. And he's like, what is going on here? And she's like, oh, well, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. And the, the little sidekick starts using a device to scan Hellboy. And he's like, oh, well, you're covered in, in super high radiation. Like, wh- where are you from? And he's like, hey, quit, quit bugging me, kid. And, uh... Eventually, after she sort of investigates his hand, she's like, what is this thing? It's made of stone. He's like, it's the right hand of doom. Because it's Hellboy. And uh, she's like, man, this is crazy. You're like a rock demon guy. He's like, well, I'm half demon, half human. She's like, oh my god, you have a tail? So she's super excited at this point. And uh, about then, Hellboy smells of something in the air. We see that uh, they've been cooking pancakes, and it's about time for breakfast. And he's like, I love pancakes. Pancakes? Right? She's like, well, he can't be bad. He likes pancakes. <laughs> and so they all decide to have pancakes for a minute. <laughs> so very campfire style. And uh, from there, he looks and he says, oh, nice castle. And the castle is like Fearless. So the art in this is now, now we switched artists, of course, once we entered Fearless Dawn World. And the castle is the same castle, just drawn from the other point of view. 
And he's like, huh, what's up inside there? And she's like, oh, well, uh, we could really use a demon, you know? Uh, there's Nazis in that castle. And he's like, Nazis? She's like, yep, I hate Nazis. He's like, I hate Nazis too. She's like, well, let's go kill some Nazis. This book is very fun for Nazi killing. Anyway, so two of them post up for a second, loading their guns to go fight Nazis. And uh, in the process of that, we get a cut to the inside, and we see this little dude with a straight-up TNT-like old-school Bugs Bunny, um, Wiley Coyote, TNT, push down the plunger, blow up the TNT. He pushes it down and blows up a giant spot right in front of all of them and sends them flying. And then he rushes off to the castle, like, I don't know, very... uh. Warner Brothers style, I guess? Sure. Something you see in Animaniacs. Yeah, like 100%. And then uh, we get inside, and we got this Dr. Frankenstein guy sitting on top of a, a throne. And he's basically got, you know, Frankenstein's head with really long metal hair. And uh, he's dressed very, uh, I don't know, just, it's not like a pirate. I don't know what you can call it. But he's got like a black sweater with a skull in the front of it, giant boots. And he's got two of his Nazi girls with him. And uh, they're getting ready to recite a passage from this book to resurrect the corpses. Is an SS like yeah, that, that's a, the best part of the, that book is those girls dressed up in that sure. SS armor. They are cool. Oh, yeah. okay. like, I mean, ones in black, ones in okay. silver. They've so, got the cap, the so, military. So let's just take away the, the like the Swazis. There is no Swazis. It just says six 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 on it. Actually, oh, she does have a Swazi. No, that's six six six. That is six six six. I think yeah. That, yeah. they did not put a swastika anywhere yeah. in the book, which true, I thought was interesting. True story. Anyway, those, would, those would be red, or not red, red, they'd be rad action figures. Yeah, they would. Oh, yeah. 100%. Really two good, really cool. good, cool-looking ladies. So, uh, he recites the passage, and we start having all the Nazis, uh, the undead Nazis start climbing out of the graves. And, uh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot, a lot of them. So, of course, that leads to Hellboy and... Fearless Dawn shooting them and trying to kill them. Well, she shoots one in the head. She's like, oh my god, he's still coming. Well, because they're undead zombies now. And Hellboy, it, 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 there's pieces in there where it's very quippy. And Hellboy's like, I guess it's time to hit a dude with another dude. And he like picks the one guy up and swings him around by his leg and starts smashing other guy's heads off. It's it's hilarious. Anyway, as they're fighting, he's like, all these things aren't stopping. we got to figure out a way to stop this. And they decide they have to blow up the castle. Because whatever's happened is causing this to work, or causing these to be alive, must be in the castle. So, the Frankenstein-looking dude on their team, who I mentioned, forgot to mention until just now, is going to go up and take some dynamite to go set up next to the castle. About that time, we have uh, the Frankenstein and the girls come out in a giant tank. And uh, they're barreling down on Hellboy, and he decides to Hellboy it up and basically jump in front of them and fight the tank. And beat the crap out of Frankenstein, which is also kind of hilarious. There's a point where he's like, get back inside the tank. And about that point, he gets punched in the face with the right hand of doom, which is great. Then Hellboy destroys the tank, and uh, our soldier gets up there. He plants his uh, explosives, gets stabbed in the back by the midget guy with from the TNT plunger, and then eventually blows up the castle. After they blow up the castle, all the Nazis basically die, and or the zombie Nazis die, and Frankenstein and the girls at this point basically just vanish. Like, I don't, they must have got away. So then we flash to later, and Hellboy and uh, the Fearless Dawn are both taking turns drinking, and, uh, you know, having fun at the bar, and about that time Hellboy starts to fall off his chair from, I assume, drinking too much. 
And uh, when he falls, he falls into Hellboy reality again. And now he's laying on the floor next to the picture, and he's like, what the hell was that? And the art changes back to, to Mike McNall art. So that's where the issue ends. Um, they do promise a more appeal to Dawn in 2021, so I guess we'll see if that happens. Um, apparently she's going to get another return to something series. Uh, as a thing, like, like, I love Mike McNall art. I think it's fantastic. Fearless Dawn's art, a little more, I don't know, it's a little more cartoony. Like indie, yeah. Like, the book itself is a fun, I mean, it's a quick, it's a quick read. It's a fun read. Fearless Dawn, I don't know a lot about, but the first time I ever saw her was back in 2009. And she's had a few, like, one-shots here and there from different independent companies. But never anything that I remember being very long-running. Um, but she's basically like a tank girl that fights Nazis, for the most part. So she, I mean, she's, she's quippy. And I don't know, I think she's kind of fun. But yeah, the art is very, Steve's art's very indie. Um, as far as the score, I don't, I don't know. I, I love Fearless Dawn, and I know I probably shouldn't, but I, I do. Um, so I give it, I don't know, I give it a three, I give it, no, I give it two and a half. Like, the book was fun. I mean, I bought it for the store because I like the Fearless Dawn. Got me four guys that read it, so. As a thing, when the next series happens, I'll see if they want to follow forward or not, but. I remember buying the original series, too, because I just thought she looked so cool with her crazy bat ears. Like, the thing on her head, like her cap. And, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe it's the Magnolia version of her I just like a lot, too. Anyways, yeah, two and a half. That's, that's what I got for it. Um, 45, what do you know about the Phyllis Dawn? So, out of the story, it's rushed. Night Wind knows art. It's always mediocre to me. It's like, kind of whatever. Woof. Whoa. Really? Hey, why hey, not your business? That's a hot take, my friend. He's mediocre in a way that I don't think he understands Oof. what he means. But I will tell you this, though. pretty regular. Oof. Because of the two Nazi chicks <laughs> and how I want to see action figures of that, that so cool. bad. That would be cool. I'm going to give it a two and a half. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 50%. That's still an F. It still fails. But out of five, Hey, you made it halfway. You did a half. But the story's the story's very rushed, and I'm I'm all about writing. And I feel like I was just like I don't. It was just like, boom, bam, 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 done. And he's like, what? What happened? It was just like, what? It was. They could, they should have done a three parter. It was it was way too rushed. Was, I think if she was more well known, then maybe that maybe that could happen. Doesn't matter. They should have done a three parter. Hellboy's known don't known well enough that they they. It was just it it. The storytelling was weak, so they're lucky I gave it fifty percent. I like, I like, <laughs> I like the Nazi hench women. They're really cool characters, and they're like jumpsuits. I was like, oh, that's a cool character. That that could be real, turned into really something cool. Anyway, other than that, if not for that, I'd give it like a one. Mm-hmm. But character design, I give it two and a half. Cool, Mister Brown. Is the scale from zero to five? No, or one to five. One to five. Okay, I give it a one. Okay. If I could, I'm going to give it a one and a half, technically. I'd give it a one if it didn't have the first two pages and the last page, which is Mike Magnola's art. I don't like any of this art, to be honest with you. It doesn't strike me. Um, the story's silly, which, sure, running over Nazis is fun, but it it's silly and, and, and very childish. You, you kind of brought it up earlier, the whole TNT thing, you know, the Warner Brothers, you know, Acme, Kaboom. It's like, eh, it, it just wasn't my thing. Um, I, 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 
I have another piece here that really actually makes me mad, and that's this this frame right here. It's because it's the wrong direction. For Correct. Hand. The fist of doom is on the wrong hand. It is, 100%. It's a left hand punching someone yeah. on the right side of their skull, which you can't do it with your Not right the way his thumb faces, right. no. So it's, yeah. It was, it was probably designed the other direction, and then art-wise, they realized it didn't yeah, make sense. They had to flip direction. it or something. Yeah, they yeah. probably flipped it, yeah, to, to probably to fit in the panel better. But yeah. regardless, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's whatever. Without the, without the, it, it would have gotten a one in my, without the first, you know, couple pages and the SS girls. Right. Yeah, the what? SS girl designs were fantastic. They're great. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. It's like. They've been around since book two, so. Book two of what, though? Of Ferris Dawn. She's, like I said, she's had her own batch of one-shot stories. Oh, so the SS girls have been around? So they're, they're her villains. They're her villains, yeah. Okay, I thought, so I thought. So once, once Hellboy I know falls. They, I know that he is, but I didn't know the SS girls were. Yeah. Once Hellboy falls into the, the universe, the rest of the universe is. Okay. Is Ferris Dawn's universe. Yeah. So it's like Hellboy is the guest star to make people say, that's a Hellboy book? Let's get that. You really don't like Mike's work, Josh. It's not, it's not, it's okay. I love the minimalist of it. I think it looks great. I'm, I love it. Mm, there's a lot of artists that like, like minimal, minimalism about. I'm just like, mm, okay. Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. Sure. It just, it's, it's hit or miss with me. Okay. I don't hate it. I'm just like, mm. it wasn't enough to save this book. Okay. Well, yeah, because it's only in three pages. Well, yeah, of the whole thing, that's true. Okay. All right, let's move on. Marvel Zombies Return. Resurrection. Resurrection, that's what I meant. Number two of four. Si, senor. Writer Philip Kennedy Johnson and the art by Leonard Kirk. I know absolutely nothing about the Marvel Zombies situation. I went into this completely fresh. Well, that's a thing. It's actually more like a revised version of it. It's not the same. Okay, whatever. I'm just saying. I went in completely fresh on this. Knew nothing. I read it. It's actually issue two of four, not even one. Did you come in fresh on this? And I'll tell you this. First issue, it starts out with Peter Parker, Spider-Man, crash. He's spitting blood, and he's like, like, don't, don't do it. And Sue Sue Storm is like, I want to thank you, Peter, for keeping my kids safe. And it's like, you got the the zombie thing, and the zombie Mr. Fantastic, and zombie Human Torch, which is insane, because that doesn't make any sense, because... Fire kills zombies, so that doesn't make any sense. It'd be loving fire. Well, yeah, go on. Whatever. Um, and then, but then, you know, the Invisible Woman, which arguably, like, her powers are some of the strongest Marvel Universe and a lot of discussions because of, like, where they come from, what they do. Like, there's, it's not just. She's it's not per- just turning invisible. She, she's pretty powerful. Yeah. She has, like, like, psi shields and all sorts of stuff. Like, she's pretty impressive. I'm saying, like, um, thanks for keeping my kids together and keeping them safe, but now, and he's like, Sue, don't please. And it's like, we have a family now. And soon you will be too. And like, then she bites the kid. And Peter wakes up and they're on basically Oppa. <laughs> it, wa- it is kind of like. If you've watched Avatar Last Airbender, Airbender, it's Oppa, but in Sentinel version. And, um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the, the Richards, the Richards kids. It's Franklin and, uh, what's Valerie. Her? Valerie and Blade. What again? I didn't read issue one. But Blade's like, hey, he explains why he's there in this book. <laughs> he explains why he's there, kind of, but he yeah. also just like why to is he kill there? undead things. Yes, hundred percent. That's his whole. But they're also on a sentinel that like 
is their nanny. And don't they call her nanny, right? They do. Nana. 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 And, uh, She's they're, they're flying over brand. the phalanx, like, city, like the, um, the phalanx walls, what they call it. And, uh, they're like, oh, they, they can't notice it, right? I know. It's just like, we're, we're on Nana. It'll be, it'll, it'll get, like, and that E now territory. And they're like, what's that? Like, N now, which is like non-organic, which I don't know how that goes together. Like, Franklin's like, N now. And, it's like non-organic. It's what the robots call themselves now. Shield, aim, coalition, use them against the dead at first since the undead can't turn machines. But since the human population fell almost nothing, the end nows have been fighting for themselves, duking it out with the dead for King of the Hill. And Blade just be like, I just want to kill something that's not alive. And he's like laughing about it and he's got sunglasses on. Peter was like, oh, this guy sucks. <laughs> he doesn't, he's not even like, I'm confused. He's like, I don't guy but um as they're flying along all of a sudden they get um they get noticed by some flying you know me uh zombies some zombies yeah so you, ha- so you have is it i mean but i didn't did you just say alpha flight is yeah. that who it is yeah. yeah oh i didn't know that so that's um so you have guardian north star songbird and aurora all coming out them and again i I didn't know that Guardian could fly, but going through his attributes, he obviously can. I was confused. My bad. But I'm not like the biggest Alpha Flight. Like, con- like con- they haven't had a regular book in a while. Connoisseur. Sure. I mean, you asked me about the, uh, you know, um, the October Guard from GI Joe. I could, t- I could tell you about those guys. <laughs> it's totally different thing. I could tell you about them, you know. But uh, <laughs> Alpha Flight is like a bunch of Canadian mutants. This is like, yeah, who cares about Canada? You know what I'm saying? Well, they do stuff in America, too. Uh, do they, though? They do. There's no Puck. Well, Puck doesn't fly. But, but I mean... There's no Sasquatch, either. But zombie, zombie, zombie Sasquatch throwing Zambi Puck at them? That'd be hilarious. That would be awesome. That'd be way better. Fastball special? It'd be freaking, <laughs> be freaking anyway, great. Yeah. So, um, they come out of nowhere chasing after um, Nana, and Blade... Pulls out his like amazing like I don't know vampire shotgun thing because it's it's not just a regular shotgun but it, like it it speaks it it does some damage but uh, North Star shoots stand in the back and they crash land and um Franklin's like there's a lot more coming we got to get crazy and all of a sudden I mean Nana's trying trying the Sentinels trying to pass and doing his thing but all of a sudden a bunch of Robot, Sentinel, all sorts of things come out and like start protecting them. But, uh, again, with the Phalanx thing, it's just like, they, they see organic as threat. That's all I see. Right. And, and but the Sentinel, that they're. The Sentinel commands them not to fight. Nana says, hey, no, 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 this isn't a thing, which is pretty cool and crushes one of them. And, and then the crazy, which I didn't even realize and early, I saw this, the cat early on, but what's the cat's name from... It's a flurkin. What was it? I know what's it's his name, Flerkin? though. Oh, the cat's name is Chewy. But is it the same one from Captain Marvel? Uh, the movie, different name than the comic book. Goose is the one in Oh, so the, Goose... Go, okay. Yeah. So this one... So this one is like, it's another flurkin. Mm-hmm. It, and it's like, it's way more powerful than anything going on. Yeah. Which is like crazy tentacle mouth. Hilarious! Cats. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like, but it's got a flirting cat, like hanging out with like everybody. 
And then um, all of a sudden Viv shows up. Right. Like the she's from Young Young Avengers, right? Yeah, it's Vision's daughter. It's a Vision's daughter, and Vi. she mm-hmm. and she or she she shows up to kind of like save the day. And they're like, oh, that's cool. And then Frank Castle's there, and he's fully fa- fa- like phalanx out. Yeah, he's been turned into a robot completely. And, and Vi's there, but she acts weird. And it only gets weirder the farther we go. So she's not behaving like she normally behaves. Well, she does, but she's also been kind of reprogrammed, but she also hasn't been around people for a long time either. Right. And so they take him to where they would scrub him down, basically, and then start turning them into the phalanx. Making them robots. Which, if you don't know, the phalanx is like this crazy digital um, robotic virus that invades... Invade your body and replace It's kind of like the you. Borg. Yeah. Really. Well, it replaces all your human parts with robot parts, and then at that point, you're basically a robot. And how much of your humanity is still there? How much of your brain still there? I mean, I guess is within question, but yeah. So Castle basically admits that he purposely had himself changed because, you know, how else do you fight the dead? Which is crazy. And, like, Vi talks about being slightly reprogrammed, too. But she was already a robot, okay. But she was. She was, yeah, Vision built her. But yeah, she talked about her brain being modified too, but she also says she hasn't been around people for a minute. But whatever the failings have been doing has also been reprogramming the robots to work the way well, the failings want. But they're also just robots. Right. They don't have any human to be like, hey. To no. Be, no hey, not, this, not this, this is what is to be to human. To lead the way, yeah. It's like, this is where you get, and so anyway, they walk them in. There's like, this is a Doom looking robot, which I thought was odd. It's a Doom bot. What it's a is it just a doom bot? Yeah, you know, there's there's lots of them. I know. I was I was just like I wasn't sure if it was like they put that in there specifically or is it supposed to be doom? Oh, I no, I assume it's just because of yeah. I know. I just robots. I just read into it because we did doom yeah. last last episode, so I was just kind of yeah. Um, I don't think it is. They don't make any mention of it enough to, for it to be actual doom. But yeah, I go on. Yeah. So anyway, like um, she had like. Vi, vi, is it Vivian by the, um, Viv? What a, I mean, they call her Viv in this a bunch. That's what that's a short for her name. But yeah, it's Vivian. So Viv takes them to a place to get scrubbed down, which they're going to scrub all like the the virus off of them. Which come to find out, it's like more of a um, not a virus, but a like uh, it is. It, it is. I guess it is a virus. It's like. It it's not spread through any other way, but it like it, it's 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 more of a it it connects on a ment like in a mental level like a hive type. Once it gets in you, it replaces a bunch of the, it replaces what's inside you and just hollows you out and basically uses you like a again like 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 a human version of the Borg. Yeah, two different. So like yeah, Borg, like it's the same idea except in um, yeah. so, so they're gonna take him in there and like scrub him down and like put the phalanx in them so then they can't be turned into, turn into, turn into a zombie. And like all of a sudden they hear like, boom, boom. And they're like, what the heck's going on? Because like, you know, Viv obviously gives them up because she's, she's been too far gone from everything. She's like, I, I, sorry guys, I can't help you. And, um, like this place can't get like, oh, nothing can get in here. And all of a sudden smash. And it's like, it is, I had to like break it down for T Brown, but some of them I don't recognize because I'm not sure. I can guess what some of them are, but you have the Hulk. You have She-Hulk. You have um, Hyperion. You have Gladiator. You have Scar. You have what I think is... um, Thing maybe is one of them... 
Um, I'm not. I, that's and Red Hulk is obviously there too. Like it's this is a bunch of heavy hitter types. Yep. Yeah, Some there's a couple. There's, there's a couple that I don't recognize, but um, Abomination I think is maybe one of them. that. That thing that looks like thing could be Abomination. Well, there's two that look kind of like thing, but I think I think that one's Abomination. I don't. I don't know. Anyway. It's like the heaviest of heavy hitters. Like the only thing that's missing there probably is Sentry. But again, that's that's pretty much it. Right. And they smash through and Viv's like run and helps them get out of there and they're like, What happened to is it Nan? Yeah. Nana? Nana. And they're like, We we fixed her to like Reform when she gets broken, and like, but it might, it might not work. They're kind of like foreshadowing, like something bad is going to happen eventually. But like, she's not quite ready yet, and they're like, yeah, it's like, like she's not like, done, and, and she's not going to remember you anyway. And just like, and then, but she definitely does remember. And it's like, I'm coming, poppets, and it's like, get on, and they get out of there, and like Hulk, obviously, is like zombie Hulk is like jumping after them, and like they're like, it's it, it's coming, and um, Viv, slash Vivian, like, like Vision's daughter asks, like, um, do you really believe in this thing? Like, why are you going? It's just like, I, I just. Talking to Peter Parker, yeah. Yeah, to Spider-Man. What, like, he's like, I just, I want to believe in something again. And so she hands him, she hands him a, pa- a, a package of something. It's like, it's a book. Or it's, it, it's a, it's like a it's satchel. A, it's a bag, yeah. It's a satchel. And at first I thought it was a book. And so she jumps off and takes him down. And fights him so that they can get away, and um, as as the sentry or um, the sentinel flies away, um, you know the the brother and sister and the weird alien cat are like cuddling, like oh we're so sad, but you have a you have like this crazy fur what uh, flurkin flurkin you got the crazy flurkin like cat like you're like that cat can take care of itself man like it, nothing like, it could eat all the zombies and be fine. But, I mean best we can tell yeah <laughs> like. So okay, I mean, yeah, it could, I guess, if it ate too many, turn into a zombie itself, which would be the worst thing ever. <laughs> First right. off, they're crafty. Second, they have tentacles so I, in their mouths. Right? Have you seen them? They are crazy. But I think no, that, I've never seen one. Seriously, Captain Marvel? You didn't see Captain Marvel? I fell asleep in it. He did. Yeah, so sense. twice. Oh my god! He opens the bag. <laughs> I tried. And what I think's in the bag is the ultimate nullifier. No, it's the web shooters. Oh, it's the web shooters. Peter Parker's web shooters. Yeah. She gave him his web shooters back fixed. It's his web shooters. Oh, all right. Because he has hope still, and that's what she leaves him with when she goes off to fight the Hulk. Oh, I thought it was the ultimate nullifier, because they, they look similar. Well, yeah, nullifier is it's kind of a weird-looking small gun thing. Yeah. Yeah, so does that kind of, like, they're connected. Like, they don't look yeah. like two different things. Anyway, um, they're flying along, and they're like, hey, they're looking for this place called the Galactus, where, like, they're trying to get to, so for this particular batch of story. The Galactus Radiation Zone, which, and they're like, it's the big, like, the biggest hot zone for the zombies. Right. But then, like. They believe they can cure the zombie disease if they can get to the place it started, which, they, it crashed to Earth on Galactus's body. So it came from the body of Galactus. So they believe if they get there, they can figure out a way to. If you kill the head, if you, if you get the head off the snake, so to speak. I mean, if you go like vampire style, you kill the vampire, the rest of the vampire stop being vampire. But, so what they're like, they're like, there's nothing out here to go, but it's the Atlantis colony. Dun, 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 which I, I don't know what that means. So. Well, Atlantis anymore. 
the be like for Aquaman and be glad the same idea. I know, but I just I don't know that much about anymore either. Sorry, man. <laughs> I didn't know that was that heavily populated that that's where the the the, the virus would start. Yeah, I'm not sure why it would start there, but it's it's big, just like Atlantis is supposed to be big. I'd be like, what about Mexico City? It's the most highly pop- densely populated place in the planet. Like, mm. That's yeah. how I would think. Yeah, yeah I don't, scientifically, it makes sense. Capacity-wise, I don't really know where that falls in the grand scheme of things. Why, why Atlantis? Well, because it's out in the middle of nowhere. Because you got to get the Namor. Yeah. Furious Rex, The Namor is pretty tough. Maybe the virus... Traveled faster through the ocean. I mean, maybe water. I don't know if that's how it works or not. I don't know. See, that's the question. There's too many questions. <laughs> oh. But here's the deal. Comparatively to the Rorschach book, I knew absolutely nothing about this book, and it's an issue number two. And I was still like more entertained than the Rorschach book. So score. So I give this. Did I give the Rorschach book one and a half? I'll give this two and a half. Oh, wow. That's a big, big step up there. Go to 50%. Good job. There you go. Uh, did we say who wrote and made this book? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. T. Brown? I have a two. It's, it's fine. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know most of the characters. It's a fun, silly ride. It, mm-hmm. The art's good. I, I mean, obviously, I think I'd like it more if I if I have you know read issue one. Also, how many times has Marvel done the zombie thing? Well, there's five different vaults. This would be maybe the seventh volume, but as a thing, this is like a reboot. There's a lot of new characters that didn't exist when the first one happened. So okay. you add a bunch of new characters that weren't around back then and move forward. So okay. it's like a reimagining. It's not a continuation. The original series. Peter Parker also became a zombie fairly quickly. Right, and that's what I, that's the only thing I remember from the original. Sure. Was Peter Parker being a huge player in it. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a two for me. Whatever. I mean, it's whatever. I wouldn't necessarily read it, pick it up right myself, but I'm just like, cause I'm not, I'm zombie things. I'm, I'm like, eh, whatever. But, I mean, I, at least, I knew who, I know who Peter Parker is. I knew who Rorschach is. I know who, like, the, like, you know, like, like Franklin, like the Richards kids. I know who they are. Sure. You know, like, I kind of knew who, like, Viv- Vivian was. Like, you know, I saw Frank Castle in there. Like, I saw a recognizable character. I didn't know that was Frank Castle. Oh, yeah. They call him Castle. Yeah. I, I didn't get that. Yeah, the skull on him. I didn't see the skull. You were really less Marvel than you were anything else, aren't you? Big wow. time. Wow. But I just, but again, like, I was just like, you know, like, all the Hulks and stuff. Like, I mean, I recognize a lot of things, but I'm getting it. It's just like, I knew this is Elseworlds, so... I mean, they threw Hyperion in there, so like obviously they're just I like clearly characters weren't around before, so they're really getting the usage of the Squadron Supreme, I guess. Right? Is there really a skull on him? Did I miss the skull on the robot? Let me see. Yeah, I know who Frank Castle is. Do you though? I... <laughs> his skin, his skin is robot yellow. He's so... yeah, he's like gold. I was like, yeah. who is that? I didn't realize they called him Castle. I may have got it. It's all right. I don't know. Um, score-wise, like, I, you know, Marvel Zombies I do like, but the original Marvel Zombies happened years ago, and it was Robert Kirkman writing it. The first two volumes are both Robert Kirkman, actually, which makes a lot of sense considering Walking Dead. Um, as far as a return to it, I think it's interesting we're using the kids and we're trying to find, like, a way to solve it, and, like, I don't feel like that's super different than part of the previous story, but I do like we're using a bunch of other characters. 
So I don't know. It's it's October, so it's Halloween. It's zombies. Um, I mean, book wise, I give it a th- I give it a three. I, mean, I thought it was pretty fairly entertaining. I mean, the art's okay. As far as like a thing in general, like I do like the Marvel zombies though. I think the only one I really hated was Volume Three, so I might be predisposed to like it because of that. Anyhow. Big Giant's going his shirt. I missed it. <laughs> Real bad. Real bad, yeah. I and just they're like, Castle, and he's like, what? Skimmed right I, by I'd that. Rather, I'd rather just like... Ju- uh, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> Matt, the, like, CBS always yells at me for reading too fast. I'm like, I miss that. I know, and I'm a slow it's reader, ca- too. It's because they read too fast. I was like, I am I read it. I read it normal. It's processing. Uh, all right, so last book for the night. Uh, this is the, uh, Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn. So this is part of the, uh, is the Murphyverse? Is that what we call it? I'm pretty sure that's what they call it. Sean Murphy did the first two series. This is, is oh, they're uh, calling it the Murphy? I'm gonna say that's the Murphyverse. Another series I haven't finished, but have all oh, of Oh man. I just haven't finished it. Uh, well, the first volume is just Batman White Knight. Right. And then that led to Curse of the White Knight. Uh, this will be the third volume in the series. Which all has to do with Azrael. Yeah, the second one is to do with Azrael and the, I've read some of it. I just haven't read all of it. It's good. The families of Gotham and, like, who is really what they are. There's a whole twist in that one. That, good stuff. So Azrael yeah. basically, is there, is it connect with that? Like yes. Where Azrael, like, came and just killed a lot of people. And, yeah. Correct. And that's why Bruce is in jail. Correct. Well, that comes from that series, and it, as it was a decision at the end of that series. But yeah, this is part three. So this would be the third volume in a series of volumes. Um, this one is written by uh, Caitlin Collins and Sean Murphy. The interior artist is Matteo Scalera and uh, Dave Stewart. And uh, the previous volumes, Murphy drew as well. Um, Scalera, this is the first one for him, but... Uh, if you listen to the show regularly, then you know that name. He's the guy who did a Black Science, and he is just fantastic. Uh, we have an interview with him from a couple years ago in one of our episodes, and he's he's great. He's an Italian artist, and he's fantastic. Um, but yeah, so this is in the Murphyverse, and the Murphyverse things are slightly different. Um, as far as names sake, the Joker's name is Jack Napier, and it, it, even though it doesn't connect to the uh, Tim Burton movies, like that namesake is the same. And, uh, as other things in the previous batch of books, yeah, this one leans heavy on pieces of that, so I don't feel like you can't read it by itself, but anyhow, so when the book first opens up, we join Harley Quinn, and, uh, she's in doctor's coat, basically, you know, getting with taking off her lab coat and changing, and then we, uh, have some monologue going on that she's basically reviewing herself, talking to herself about when she first fell in love with the Joker, and that he wasn't the Joker when she fell in love with him, he was just Jack still. And uh, as this is going on, we flash back to the first meeting for her and Jack, where she is working as a uh, as a dancer, go go dancer, as a go go dancer at a, uh, at a at a at a bar. She's a stripper. I mean, they call her go go dancer. So we're, they call her stripper too, though. Yeah, they do. That's true. But she's she's a woman of uh, I don't know what you she's call a her. woman of the night. That is a different thing. There you go. Well. Anyway, so we she's in the process Harlots of... in the old days. <laughs> it's Harley Quinn. There you go. There you go. And uh, she's currently performing for uh, Jack Napier. But Jack is not the Joker at all. So He's is that, still just so Jack. I know, I know you just kind of said it, but hmm. in normal DC continuity, did they finally establish that Joker's original name was 
Jack no. Napier? No. So no? No. Okay. Not Ray Kung at all. All right. This series also takes place in the Black Label. I know, I know, I know, I know. I was just wondering. I, I was just asking because I was like, mm-hmm. it's no. been, it's the only time it's ever really been a thing is in the Tim Burton world till this particular batch of books. Okay, I was just, cur- I was just curious. I was double oh, checking. Yeah, yeah. I, I may say I didn't miss miss something. No, that hasn't happened as of yet. I'm, I can't keep up with what's going on with the Joker. <laughs> well, we do have three Jokers in Joker War. And, and then there's a Joker. Joker's a god now from some other realm. And yeah, it's depending what series. I didn't like the end of that series, but yeah, it was definitely different. I don't think that's canon right now either, but. The metal stuff? Oh, no, that's a totally different guy. That's the bat who laughs. He's that's, not, he's that's, not the Joker. That's still Bruce Wayne. That's yeah. basically Joker, though, too. No. Nah. It's definitely Bruce Wayne. Definitely it's Bruce basically Wayne. Joker, though, as well. Two against one. It's no, definitely Bruce Wayne. But it was Joker turned Bruce into the Joker. No. Well, he killed Bur- he killed the Joker, and Joker when Joker died, he turned Bruce into the Joker. I mean, that's true. But he's still Bruce Wayne, just as the Joker. Like, everything's the Joker now. Oh, my that's gosh. True. Oh. There's a lot of Joker. Find another villain. That's Give right. me a good Clayface book. He was in Detective for a while. He was. The, was the Tom, the Tom, but he became Tom, a good guy for a minute. Tom King yeah. did a good job with Bane, too. I thought that that was a good, a good solid run with a, another rogue that did really well. Sorry to interrupt sure. you. Go there you go. Anyway, so we're in, in the process of her meeting the Joker or Jack Napier for the first time. And, uh, of course, he's nice to her and treats her different than the other John's treater. In the process of him being there, like his, his, one of the other gangster bosses comes through and, of course, talks trash and that sets him on edge and, uh, draws him to the point that he's, he's telling him to apologize to her because they were talking bad about, about Harley. And, uh, she's like, oh no, it's okay, Jack, it's fine. And he's like, no, no, it's not alright. And of course the, the goon apologizes to Jack, but Jack's like, no, you apologize to her. You don't mm-hmm. apologize to me. Right. And, uh, about that time, we have Batman crash through the ceiling. Uh, granted, we're not far enough along for Jack to start throwing punches yet, but he was about there. He was. And, uh, anyway, so Batman crashes through the, through the ceiling, and he starts taking out a bunch of the goons. And, uh, then we find Jack and Harley are both hidden underneath the table, and they have a moment, and this moment is probably where she really fell in love with them. And it's, I don't know, it's really kind of picturesque, really. And, uh, then Jack, of course, bails, like, because he's trying to get away from Batman, too. And, uh, she's surprised when he leaves, because she, she gets distracted and looks away, and then Batman, or the, then Jack slips away. About that time, Batman appears underneath. He's like, where'd he go? She's like, I don't know. And Batman's like, be careful who you're hanging around. Napier is a, is a slippery slope. But she's like very close face-to-face with Batman as well. And uh, Batman bails, because that's what Batman does. And it leaves Harley sitting in the club by herself, basically, with all the other girls in the wreckage now. And uh, then we cut from there direct to modern time. And Harley's at home, and the house is sort of in disarray. Kids' toys everywhere, and she's got a set of twins on her lap. A little girl and a little boy. And, uh, she's basically reading them a bedtime story. And while that's going on, she's remembering the time with the Joker and how the Joker got to be so crazy after he was the Joker. And missing the fact that he became a Joker at all. And, uh, it's time to put the kids to bed. And she gets up to get out of her chair, and she winds up stepping on a toy soldier who has a sword. that stabs her in the foot. And of course, she reacts as you would. Scuba Steve! Right? So good, man. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> she starts stabbing it, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. She starts stabbing it in the She, she eventually stabs it through with a knife. 
<laughs> so what did she say? She's, what is that? Fr- I like me. that. What does it say? She says, you'll rule the day. You'll rule the day. That's so funny. I love that. So she puts the kids to bed. Any parent who's stepped on a toy knows what that's like. You're like, oh, man, you right. little thing. Right. Well, you like ruined my on, whole night. She's like stepping on a Lego. Oh, oh that's the worst. The worst. The worst. She, but she's like, yeah, you'll rule the, rule the day. You mess with me, you little <laughs> soldier. And she goes downstairs. Of course, she has the heart. The hyenas with her in tow. Um, and while she's downstairs, the news is, of course, playing some, uh, well, talking about the city and problems in the city and a bunch of uh, other murders that have started happening. And uh, this is when she's in the kitchen stabbing the soldier with the knife. And it's like a full-on, like, <laughs> big kitchen knife, crazy style. About that time, we get a knock on the door, which both the hyenas react to. She goes and looks out the window and sees this Duke Thomas. So Duke is bringing her dinner, because Duke's been looking in on her, because he's been told he needs to. And uh, she's like, yeah, you don't have to bring me dinner all the time. You don't have to, you know. And he's like, yeah, I know, but uh, I was asked to. Was the bat. So that's the dude that, like, is was a Robin at one point, and then he became what? He's currently the signal. Uh, he's never actually a Robin, but we all expected him to turn into one. He was, but he was part of the Robin War. Oh, that's right. He was part of We, we Are Robin. Yeah, he was. He, yeah, he, so he, he was. So he was a Robin. He wasn't a knighted Robin, but yes, he was. He was a Robin in his own way. Right. The signal. Yeah, that's his current name. What was the other part of that? For a while, he was uh, Drake. Okay, okay, okay. was in okay. a flash forward that only lasted for like one issue. Got it. Because I think they realize there's a rapper named Drake, so. Well, then they turned Drake into Tim Drake into Drake. Yeah, also only lasts for two issues, so we're back to Robin. Got it. But yeah, this is Red Duke Robin. Thomas. Yeah. Well, yeah. For for him, yes. And Duke is uh, checking in on her because he's been asked to, and he lets her know that, you know, it's it's all right. I don't, you know, I bring egg rolls, and so she feeds one to the dogs, and they're, as they're talking, he's like, Bruce is always, Bruce is asking me to check in on you once, once a week. That's what I'm going to do, because I've been asked to. And so she, she's feeding the dog, and the two of them are eating. He's like, you know, these murders we've been seeing on, on the, on the TV and in Gotham, it'd be really helpful if you came down and used some of your psychiatry, like your, your smarts on it, because a lot of this stuff is the same stuff you investigated before. And she's like, I don't do that. I don't want to get involved in any of that. And he's like, well, you need some help. And he's like, basically wait, trying to find a way for her to make some money. Because she has a bunch of past due bills on the table, and he's like, someone's got to take care of that. She's like, no, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. But clearly, she's not been paying attention because the table is full of them, and she hasn't been paying for anything. And she's like, well, somebody thinks that you'd be of good use helping these detectives, and this particular investigator has asked for you. So we would really like it if you came down and helped. And she's like, ah. Finally, he eventually shows her some pictures from the crime scene, and she's looking at the crime scene pictures, and it's like a woman has been painted black and white. Right, yeah. All, all these staged. murders, yeah, have been painted in black and white. So the the victims themselves are killed and then staged and painted. And so she starts going through the pictures and Man, eventually... That would take a lot of time, wouldn't right? it? I would say it yes. definitely would. Right. And he's like, some of these are reminiscent of something you should be familiar with. And she's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I'll look into it, but you gotta take these pictures with you. I can't have my kids find this on the table. Like, this can't be in my house. And she basically throws him out and sends the... Uh, pictures with him. He's like, don't I get my egg roll? And she throws that out the door at him. He's like, you missed me. She's like, I missed you on purpose. <laughs> so, Well, because she was going to give the egg rolls to Bud and Lou. She was. The hyenas, yeah. That's good. So she decided to feed them and feed, to throw, throw it out to him in, instead. So then we cut from there to a scene, and I want to say this is supposed to be Blackgate Prison. I believe so, yes. But we don't see enough of Blackgate in the regular books to be 100% sure for me. It that, could be. No, it's not Arkham. It's not Arkham. Arkham no, had be, the crazy gate outside. Yeah. 
And uh, she's here with the hyenas, surprisingly. And uh, she's there to visit a prisoner. And uh, the guard, of course, tells her, yeah, you really shouldn't be bringing your dogs here. And she's like, ah, they're fine. Don't you worry about them. No, she says they pee on the floor less than the inmates do. Right, she does say that. That's true. <laughs> oh, that was clever. It was pretty funny. And we find out who she's come to see is Batman. It's uh, it's Bruce. And, yeah, he's in prison. Um, and she's there talked about, about how he's doing. He asks her how she's doing. And it's, uh, it's an interesting interlude between the two of them. Um, and at the end of the previous... Well, she calls him Uncle Bruce at the beginning of the book. Well, she's talking about for the kids. I know, but she still calls him Uncle Bruce. Like, she has a a good relationship with him. Well, yeah. At this point in the game, from uh, even from the first series, The White Knight, there's a point towards the middle of that where we see it when she decided to leave the Joker because of the kids. Um, it reshaped certain things, and Bruce made other things fall in line to make that easier for her. Because once she decided to quit being crazy, uh, she changed... Quite a bit. I mean, she did orchestrate some other stuff to happen pretty sneakily, but uh, ultimately she landed more on the side of good than on the side of crazy. Right, but she's still, again, I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. She's still referring to Bruce as Uncle Bruce. like The kid's his uncle. Yeah. Yeah, like she still cares about him enough to, like, she knows that Bruce cares about her and the kids enough to refer to him in a lovingly way. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. This... This is a lot more reminiscent of what's currently even happening in the books, in the normal books. Um, not her having kids, but their connection with Batman has gotten to be more, not the same as this, but similar. But yeah, their, their place in the world is very different than it was. And even when the Joker became Jack again, like there was a different rift between that whole scenario. Um, but she's basically there to see how he's doing and tell her, let him, you know, let him know she's thinking about helping with this stuff, and he thinks it's a good idea. She should. And she's like, how do you know what's going on? He's like, I have my ways. So no different than a kingpin in prison. Like, Batman knows what's going on outside. Bruce Wayne would be a kingpin in oh, prison, yeah, though. He wouldn't even be in prison. Well, he elected to put himself there. In the previous series, the end of the previous series, after Azrael killed a whole bunch of the villains and even one Joker, um... Batman, I don't know if they actually leave him dead at the end or not. No, I don't think they do. Because I feel like he stitches him up mm-hmm. and he saves him. But Batman decides that now the city has been removed of all these problems, that maybe it's time that, that he paid for his crimes. Mm-hmm. So he basically just turns, turns himself, himself in, in yeah. which is super crazy. And I don't necessarily feel like he really would do, but it works okay for the way that story ends. And this story is a repercussion from that. Well, they they, they talk about it in this, how the crime has gone down. This is like the first time murders have been happening in quite some time. Yeah, I think they say like two years or something. Yeah, Gotham has been clean for a long time. So we move forward from there, and like she's getting ready to leave, and of course they say their goodbyes, and as she leaves, she draws a heart on the the, uh, glass, um, in the the fogged-up glass for him. And, uh, I, I don't, that's not the first time she's done that. She did it in the other book too. So yeah, their, their connection is different than it used to be, but she decides she's going to go ahead and take the case. And, uh, so she shows up at the, this, the most, the most recent new crime scene, which she got a call about while she was in the jail, um, talking to Bruce. And so she shows up there and of course Duke's there and she's got the hyenas and she comes in and she meets this new, this new detective that wanted her help. 
and he's like, he's enamored with her from all of her interviews with the Joker and all the uh, stuff she did prior to turning into the Harley Quinn. All of her docu- documents and everything she put out in the world as a professor and as a as a as a scholar. He's like read everything she's he's, ever done. Yeah, yeah, he's like obsessed with her that way, which kind of is it's him creepy, probably. He's well, depending, they, they, maybe oh, he's the murderer. Oh, you think he's the murderer, Doctor Quimby? Yeah, could be. I mean, could be. So she new villain. She agrees to go look at the uh, the crime scene. She's and gonna it, be the new Batman. Who Harley? I mean, the end of this that kind of leads that way. While she's observing the crime scene, it's a man who's tied up in a chair and has his throat slit, and he's painted uh, all painted black and white. And she gets a complete memory of a scene of something that happened very similar with a Robin and the Joker. And of course, she realizes what it is, and she tells Duke that it's a copycat Joker. And uh, as they're observing the crime scene, she reaches down with a pair of tweezers and picks up this little rubber stub. And she shows it to Detective Montoya, or no, Commissioner Montoya. Is it Commissioner or Detective? I don't know what this Commissioner. Point. Commissioner, yeah, that's right. Commissioner Montoya, and she's like, "You see what this is?" And she's which is, like, "Which is?" It's her name, Montoya. Yeah, 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 Renee. So she shows what it shows what it is to Renee, and it's the end of a high heel, or it's the the end of a high heels rubber stiletto. cover stiletto stiletto. And uh, she gives it to the detective to put away. She tells him, "I know who it is." It's the uh, the Neo Joker, which Neo Joker shows up during Volume One of Batman White Knight. She was the other Harley Quinn, and so uh, at the end of it, we see Harley take off her glasses and tells everyone she has to leave. So she's she's out, and uh, the glasses come off. And the next scene we see is her walking with the hyenas. Well, they're like, "You can't do this on your own," and she's like, "You can't tell me what to do." Basically, right. Well, then, then you realize at the very beginning of the story, where she was basically taking off her coat, connects to the end of the story, because she was changing from being the mom Harley at home to being Harley Quinn again, but this is the, going out and avenging Harley Quinn because she wants to shut down the Neo-Joker. And Neo-Joker and her, the past between the two of them, and when Harley originally retired, this other girl showed up who took the place of Harley Quinn. And Jack was so hopped up on pills and but Joker. Not, but it's not what's your name from the actual continuity? No. Which is what's your name? Punchline. Punchline? No, not Punchline. Punchline, much newer, not the same character. Okay. Neo Joker only became Neo Joker after she was dethroned as being Harley Quinn. Um, when she showed up and replaced Harley, the Joker was so Joker and so on pills that he had no idea the character, the person had switched. He believed it was the same girl, but it wasn't. Harley had completely turned the coin to take care of the kids, and this other lady just came in and took her place. And once Jack became normal, after a lot of pills, which is kind of crazy, she was not okay with that and uh, forced him to become the Joker again in order to help Batman trap and just stop her from what she was doing. So she's a whole different bag of nuts and new villain for this version of the world. Uh, but Harley Fulham believes that's who this is, and, well, they have an office robbery, because, you know, she was pretending to be her, and stole the Joker's sword from her. And she's murdering people and using the Joker's makeup to do it, so. That's crazy. Interesting. Um, Storyline-wise, or just book-wise, score-wise, I give it a four. 
Yeah, I like it a lot, but I, I, I like Mateo Scalera so much. Like, I think his art is great. And art was fantastic. You're yeah. Right. He's absolutely fantastic. Just an awesome dude. And he's, he's, he's a great guy too. He's like a person. So art wise, it's fantastic. Story wise, I mean, I don't really know Katana. I don't really know her writing wise very much, but Murphy's a pretty good writer. And he wrote the first two stories and he's shepherding this. So writing wise, I thought it was pretty good. Um, like I said, I give it a four. I like this universe a lot. As far as fit for the world, I kind of wish we could make it fit in the real world, but it's okay that it doesn't. I like it a lot, though. Uh, Josh, you got a score for that book? So, I give it a four. I loved the art. I'm confused with the Elseworlds thing kind of weirds me out just a little bit. I'm just, I'm just confused by it. Like, I, I get it, but I also don't get it, but I get it. And it's just like, man, like, it was just like, if you're gonna go like, 50 issues into this thing, why couldn't they just, like, do that as a story arc? And the regular con... I, you can give me your explanation, but your explanation to me doesn't matter. No offense, like, this isn't, like, no offense. But it's like, this book wasn't any more dark or weird or, like, abnormal from, like, the regular Batman books, and it's just like, are we gonna tell a different Batman book where, like, the Jack Napier thing is a real thing, or... And it's like, I'm, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things. Just like, it's a, it's a place where they can tell these cool stories that like could exist. I, I don't know, man. Like it, I, that's why I give it like a lower score. It's a well-written book. It's a well-drawn book. Like, um, I mean, I guess overall I'll get three, seven, five is what I'm going to give it because my frustration with it is that like it, it's so good. It could be part of regular continuity. And I don't know why they don't, I don't put it. And I think that they're, I think they're, I think DC selling themselves short for not putting in regular continuity. All right. I mean, it is pretty good, but originally this wasn't built to be any more than one volume. Okay. Like but it's Murphy, now it's, now it's three. Well, that's true. So I know what you're saying. Again, I know what you're saying. Like I said, like, 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 I'm not because telling you, I'm didn't I, start there. That's why I, it can't be part of it. But I know, like, like I'm saying, like, not you personally. But you're like, well, this is this is a thing, and this is why. Like, it's not that like I don't care what you think personally. I'm just saying that like, this has continued for so long now that just like, why hasn't this been part of it? Like, it's 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 just it's it's you're you're I don't know. It's too much to like. You're creating a whole other universe and a whole other continuity and a whole other thing, and it's just like, I don't know, man. I think I think. It's, there's so much focus on the Joker and Batman and Joker being the ultimate bad guy and Harley being the, the ultimate anti-hero and Batman being the ultimate hero now and every continuity of everything with DC is just like the art is fantastic and the story is fantastic. But because what DC is just milking everything for what it is and it frustrates me so bad. Come on again. Where's the, where, where's the clay face? You know what I mean? <laughs> As T. Brown would say, like, it's like, I think it's, it's, it's so, everything's so Joker centric now. I'm just like, uh, who cares? We talked about Lex Luthor earlier today and like how cool Lex Luthor is as a character. And I know that he had his run for a while when he was the president and stuff. I was like, I was telling T. Brown about like the, like Batman vs. Superman area, like, you know, uh, Imperiax area, like, you know, like McGinnis was drawn Superman and Batman vs. Superman and like how, you know, Lex Luthor's what became president for a while and like all that weird stuff. How he's just, he's just a human being. 
And he's nothing but a human being. And he's like, Superman's like arch nemesis, which is like, he's everything Superman isn't. And he's just like, he doesn't care about anything. He has no morals, but he's just a human being. And so like, he's the exact opposite in every way. And that's kind of what Batman is to Joker. They've kind of blurred that line between Batman and Joker lately. Like, because Batman and Joker are everywhere now. And I'm just like, I'm kind of over it, man. I really am. So you're Batman now, is what you're saying? I'm just like, I'm burnt out on it. Like, just like, okay. I, I like Harley. I like Harley in this aspect. Like, I've never been a big fan, Harley Quinn fan, but the cool, the fact that this story I thought was neat where she's like, she's a mom and like Joker potentially impregnated her with twins or whatever. And she still has the hyenas. And it's like, and Batman's like, man, I got to take care of this girl. Cause like, she's not Joker and she, she still has a chance. And I, th- there's a lot of cool aspects to this story. Right. Anyway, anyway, right. I mean, I would, maybe you guys can shed some light on some stuff for me, but. Mr. Brown? I give it a five, brother. <laughs> uh, it, 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 honestly, Josh's biggest thing um, is the art. It, the art's incredible. I think the art in this book, uh, it could be, and, and I would watch it, its own um, animated all, almost um, movie or, or series. I would watch sure. it in a heartbeat. Um, it reminds me of a lot of what uh, kind of like the Animatrix did with some of the art styles in that. Um, which I just recently watched. So I'm just grabbing from what I what I recall. Um, the story's great. I love, like Josh said, um, the mom aspect of Harley. I love her hanging out in a robe and trying to figure out. Oh, I got past two bills, and um, it's DC Black Label. I'm I'm in. <laughs> I, I am. I'm biased. I love it. Um, sure. But I I. Um, I like seeing the Bruce Wayne and the and the Harley in 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 the jail kind of was really cool and she draws a little heart on the thing. There's obviously more there. Right. Um, uh, Jack Napier uh, seeing Joker as not a um, you know full fledged green haired um, all that. I no, I loved it. Um, I, I again, Josh and I spoke earlier, but yes, there are times where you're like, man, I'm so tired of seeing the same. You know, bad guy over and over again. But again, this is, I like that this is a different continuity. I like that this is DC Black Label is its own thing. You know that I like it. Those, that's right. what I come in for and, and look for. I love the, the, um, else world or elsewhere and Black Label stuff. It's, it's my jam, man. I love it. Sure. I mean, and, and, and it makes sense to like, you're going from like Harley Quinn being in love with Joker. That's one, one end of the spectrum. And then in this potentially, she may be in love with Bruce, which sure. is like the other end of the spectrum. It's just like, what do you do when you break up with a woman? You were the exact opposite of what that woman, like that woman was. And just like, right. is she in love with Bruce in this? You know what I mean? Know. You know, it's, there's so many, un- I, I mean, I don't know because I don't, I haven't read so much of it and which, which is fine. Like, I'm not like the, the, the unknown isn't what makes me dislike as much. My dislike of this is just like, I like this a lot, but yet there's so much going on with Joker everywhere. Sure. And I know that your guy's like, well, it's still, it's Bruce technically, but well, he got sprayed in the face by Joker and became the Joker. And that became this like, you're Batman out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just everywhere, man. And it's just like, I've been on that. I've been on the Batman being like the brilliant. Like, Grant Morrison was the first one to, pro- I, and I don't care what anybody says, like, it goes back to just JLA number one, number two, number three, number four, when, like, the White Martians came from 
when Grant Morrison's first series of JLA back in the day, and he brought the Big Seven together properly for the first time. Sure. And like the White Martians were like, ah, oh, he's just a human. Don't, 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 don't care about him. Right. We got to, we got to like take care of Martian Manhunter and Superman and you know, blah blah blah, and like Wonder Woman and Flash and all these people, and they're like he's just a human. Like we don't care about him, and like Batman's just like. He underestimated everything because I have overestimated everything. And he like, that's the words he says in that book. And he just like, he takes out the white Martians. Right. And it's just like, that's when Batman became the current Batman. That was the moment that the current Batman and current continuity where he's the smartest person in the DCU. I mean, he was always smart and he was always like calculating and stuff. But like when he became the smartest person in the DCU, he became the Iron Man. He became the one that's like, I'm 19 steps ahead of everybody else. That was the moment. Grant Morrison wrote that. And I remember that and being like, man, that's awesome. They finally made Batman like relevant, like properly relevant. And it's just like, and since then I see it, but like now they've just, now they're just, they're, they're bleeding it dry and it's starting to get a little old, man. They need to, they need to come up with something new. And it's like, it's all over the place. Well, there's a lot of Batman. We do a lot of Batman on the show. So. But we fault. don't. No, we don't though, because it's all over DC though. It, it's it's well, all over DC. That would mean metal is a pretty big thing. So, but Batman is very popular. So uh, maybe this uh, other Batman will suit you better. Maybe the one in January and February. I don't. I don't think it will. But <laughs> I don't want more Batman. That's so it's a different dude. <laughs> different dude. It won't be a new. Uh, uh, it's it a different dude. It might. Yeah, we've had different Batmans. I mean, we, we did. We had Dick and you know what's Batman, funny? You know what's funny about the awesome. situation right now? Hmm. You know who the favorite Robin in this room is? If, if we had to vote? For a Robin of all Robins? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know Tyler's on the same, the, 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 the Tim Drake wagon. Exactly. We're both Tim Drake fans, man. It's because of the time frame. Me? Yeah, T. Brown. No. You? No? Who's your like, Robin? No. You said you like Tim, Br- Tim Drake. I like Tim Drake just fine, but Jason Todd is the best. So there you go. Oh, yeah. That's that's a clear, clear division. It was Kyle yeah. Reiner we agreed on. No, it was Kyle Reiner we did agree on. Yeah, yes, we did agree on our green match. No, Jason Todd. Our green lantern is the same. Jason Todd's my guy. But Kyle Ryan, but Kyle Don't get me wrong. I love Tim Drake. But Tim Drake's my guy is Robin. I don't. I, don't I have no problem with that. Tim Drake's great. And who's yours? <laughs> Dick Grayson. Dick, bro. of course, yeah. Yeah. He's back to being Grayson number 75. So if you guys hated the whole Rick Grayson thing, it's over. So. Red Hood's a beast. Yay. He is awesome, though. I stole some hubcaps. He's annoying. Who cares? He's so awesome. He stole some hubcaps and got his skull crushed by the Joker. <laughs> Who cares? He died. Boring. But did you die? Nobody cares, <laughs> Red Hood. <laughs> Too many scrub jokes. Love it. All right. Uh, well, it's in the books. Uh, so what did you learn today, Josh? Okay, before that. Sorry, man. Huh. Did you ever, like pick up on the crazy Red Hood Tim Drake connection? Between the two of them? Yeah. No. What about... The only other Robin that like Red Hood like deals with and actually cares about is Tim Drake. No, he deals with Damien. 
Mm, it, him and Tim are like super close. No, they're close for sure. Not as close as him. Or you're, you are correct. He'll, they are closer than. He'll deal with Damien. He doesn't like Damien. Yeah, he thinks like, Damien's a brat. The one person he, he truly cares about. No, yeah, him and is, Tim are close. Absolutely. Which is weird that I never noticed it. I think he trusts him. I, 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 think- I was going through some stuff and like going back and reading some, you know, like with the Batman stuff, and I'm like, J- Jason just really cares about Tim on a level that. He doesn't care about anybody else, which is weird to me. He trusts him. He's been in his shoes before. Right. And he knows that he's the best Robin. He's the best Robin ever, which I I never disagree to that. Jason Jason Todd's my dude because he's the Red Hood. I think he's the best whatever, whatever, all the time. But he's he's the best Robin, like we talked about earlier, because he's the best detective. Dick wasn't the best Robin because he's the best Nightwing. You see what I'm saying? They they all kind of grow and become their own thing. The only Whereas one that Tim ever out detectived Batman Tim. was Tim. Exactly. No, I think I think I think Jason looks look looks like you know as a younger brother. I think he, which you know, which I, I never like, I never really picked up on. Like I was just going through some things. And I was like, oh, and he's been in his shoes before. I think That's which I thought was really of, rad. Yeah, like, I really. I mean, I mean, I love me. I love Tim. I think Tim sure. is fantastic, and I think he got. I mean, I loved. I mean, I love Damien too. Like Damien's place is super interesting. It really is. Like, He's such like, a brat, though. Sometimes. I know, but it's no, it's good. No, 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 no but it's super interesting. Yeah, but it's just yeah. like, and and again, back talks his the, dad all the time. You like, took dude, the, be you, nice. took, you took the young boy. You took the young, the small, the baby child. Then all of a sudden, you have a love child. Right. And so the your the baby. Is all of a sudden like a middle child, which like Red Hood and Red Robin are the middle children. So you got the oldest child, which is Dick, and then you got like Damien, who's the baby. So you got your two middle kids, and like Tim's just like, I don't know what's going on, and like Jason's just like, I'll tell you what's going on. Where the middle kids, you know what I mean? And that's what's kind of like going on, and like Tim's just like, Well, the whole DC universe kind of treated me like the middle child. Now I don't know what's. They kind of forgot about me completely for a minute and That's t- true. And, and like, Jason's like, wait, what? He's like, I think I'm the ultimate male child because, like, they voted me to die. Like, <laughs> no, Jason. But, yeah. like, but, oh, yeah, but, Jason. but Tim was just like, I think I'm the ultimate middle child because I don't even, they forgot about my actual dad. Yeah. His origin. You, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting. I thought it was crazy, yeah. but. Well, they do connect them that way, where Red Hood and Tim are more They're very close. Sym- symbiotic unit, and Grayson and Damien are. But Grayson and Damien also had the Batman Robin series, where Dick was Batman. Right, when Damien he took up the cowl, yeah. Was Robin. So. But, they, but they did some Batman Robin stuff with like with Dick and um, Tim as well. When he was Batman? Yeah. When, when, when he, when, yeah, no, no that, that was Damien the whole no, time. I thought, no, when back when Asriel took over the cow, then like Dick came around, oh, like, oh, you're Dick, talking in you're talking Nightfall. Nightfall, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah dude, you're dude, right, dude. I'll go back in time. No, you're right. I, I'm you're saying, right. like, I Dick, forgot about Dick, Nightfall. Dick and Tim are How super close. How did I forget close. about Jean Paul Valley? Wow, no, Dick and Tim are super close, yep. like, they respect each other immensely. Like, oh, yeah. As far as a combo, because Dick, Dick's like, why didn't you call me? He's like, dude, I don't. What do you want me to do? Right. Who am I supposed to call? Right. He's like, some other guy took over Batman. Batman's back's broken. Like, I'm just, I'm just robbing. He's like, oh, you're right, man. I'm bad. Like, I, I messed up. And like, Dick basically tells Tim, I screwed up. Yeah. I didn't even realize it. Like, I mean, this, I mean, that's you got to go back, man. You can't just be like regular, regular series stuff. And then, obviously, like the Damien stuff. 
I, I mean, I hated him at first. Like, I really did, but like, most it's an did. interesting story because it's just like, it's like Talia Ghul, who's one of Batman's arch rival's daughters that he had a baby with, and like, he was raised by the League of Assassins. It's like, really? Your baby's an assassin? That's bad news for a lot of people. I like Damien. He's, he's a brat to his dad, but I do like But him. I also like that his best friend is, uh, Superman's son, so. <laughs> um, yeah, him and John, that was, that was good stuff. Yeah. That was super, good super sons was That so good. was good stuff until they made, all of a sudden they're like, okay, now John, you were nine, now you're 17. Go. Yeah. Stupid. That's pretty questionable. Stupid. And Brian Michael Bendis. Oh well. Never said I liked him. Yeah. So what'd you learn today, Josh? Um, I get confused really easy. Okay, that's uh, all right. Tyler Brown, what um, you learn today? I learned that uh, Punisher has a skull on his shirt. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't know that because it was plain as day right there, and I just missed it. <laughs> You're like his skin's gold. I, that's what I was so enamored with. Like, why is on, this dude gold? Quit focus on skin color, bro. Jeez. I was more Ugh. interested in actually like the lines that were coming like through his face. Like <laughs> the, it, he looked like a motherboard on his face, and yeah. I was like, "What is this? It's a freaking robot?" Yeah. What I learned today, forty-five. You like pigs in a blanket? Mm. I do. That's why I have for dinner. That's true. They are good. They're good. It's true. Uh, you got any books to watch, Josh? Hmm. I don't. I'm, I'm out of loop, man. I don't, okay. I'm not sure what's going on. Um. That's right. You don't have that answer. I, we, we read the, a couple weeks ago, the book that I'm really, 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 really keen on is this speed metal thing. Like, I'm, like that with Wally in, like, well, speed metal is awesome. Basically. Yeah, I know. And I'm just like, as much as I hate like that thing, but I also I'm like it's it's interesting <laughs> to me a lot. So I'm I'm curious on that. So and the next part picks up in issue four of Metal or Death Metal, right? So which came out this last week, uh, Mr. Brown? Do you have any, any books that uh, you tell people to look out for? Three Jokers, man, read that stuff. It is great. Um, a lot of people out there like Red Hood, like myself, and he the whole the whole Bat Family dynamic in that is really really good. Barbara's great, um, great writing, uh, wonderful art. Um, it, it's, it's awesome. You, you gotta check that out. That's, that's the newest thing I've, I've been enamored with. Nice. Well, it's Jeff Johns and, uh, Gary Frank and, or yep. no, uh, Franks, Gary Franks. Gary Franks, yep. Yeah. So good stuff. Um, as far as like series or books, I mean, I love me some Sclera. So, um, if, if you haven't read any of the White Knight stuff, um, I'd, I'd say get the Harley one because it's awesome. It was really good. I, I mean, the art was fantastic. The story yeah. was really good. You can't say enough about that art. Really, yeah. it's it's wonderful. He is fantastic. And again, you basically touch on like a Harley Bruce relationship, kind of. Man, it's an interesting story. Um, art wise, if you, if you if you just want to see more of his art, I mean, Black Science. It's a series that was written by Rick Remender. Um, it's kind of lost in spacey. It's pretty good though. But he did the art for the whole series and it's like 48 issues. Um, put out by Image Comics. It's a totally different flavor from Batman, but, uh, Scalera did all the art for it. So it's fantastic. Um, other books, I mean, we only find them when they're dead. Awesome. Issue three is getting ready to come out. Um, here in about another th- 
oh gosh, I think it's two weeks. Um, awesome. It's from Boom Comics. We did a review on it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, yes, everyone. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, and then, uh, well, TMNT Last Ronin comes out next week. So, time-wise in the world, that probably doesn't help you depending on when you're hearing this, but, um, yeah, apparently it's already issue one is sold out of the distributor and going to second print already, so that's interesting. Um, so it's going to be more chasing than most people probably thought. And then, uh, I feel like there was another book that I thought was a good idea. Oh, uh, the, uh, oh shoot, I can't remember what it is. If you like Bluebird from the Batman storylines, the punchline one shot actually is a lot of Bluebird inside of it, and we haven't seen her since Batman Eternal, when she basically decided to take a break, and then we all forgot she existed. So that's awesome. Punchline has a one shot. Uh, she is going to. Yes, it comes Who's out. Punchline again. Joker's she's, current girlfriend. She's the other, the other Harley, the, the other crazier Harley. She's uh, yeah, she's getting a one shot issue. It comes out. I want to say, God, I think a month. No, she's more menacing, murder. Yeah, she's scary. more she's more of a killer type. Yeah, Harley's always been more fun. Yeah, she's more. Yeah, this is a this is an unfun version, Harley. <laughs> but if you like Bluebird, which we haven't seen like I said, I didn't. in a few years, you don't like Bluebird? Nah, I thought she was awesome. I like her. So she's in that book a lot. Um, it's a pretty decent read. It's an interesting like setup. So I would say I say watch for that thing. It's 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 a couple months away, but or no, not months. A couple like a month away, but it should be. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Anyway, um, I think that's it. Socials, um, at Top Five Comics podcast. Um, yeah, so Top Five Comics podcast dot com. Uh, you can find links well, to all, all of our, our comments, stuff so on Insta. Oh, on Instagram, it's my art stuff and like Comic Con travels when that happens. Right. Uh, yeah, Top Five Comics, uh, CBS. Um, for podcast stuff, I mean Top Five Comics podcast also on Instagram. That we don't do a lot on there, but sometimes pictures. Anyway, uh, then the website is Top Five Comics Podcast dot com has links to all of our shows. Never been on the podcast or other podcast. Um, the Scovillionaires. Uh, hot sauce reviews, videos on YouTube, action figure deconstruction, uh, action figure breakdown show, mm-hmm. uh, AMA 2050s, video game walkthroughs. So you can find links to all those on that website. Uh, Tyler, what's your... Kazama Killer, K-A-Z-A-M-A-K-I-L-L-E-R, and that's uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. 45? Wendell 24, W-I-N-D-L-E 24. I also have... um. If you've been there, you're invited. If you haven't been there, don't worry about it. But um, Red Oasis, check that out. Um, it's I'm gonna leave it a mystery. Um, also, check out um, Never Been Done podcast again. I'm gonna say that because we do that app- that podcast as much. We do this one pretty much at the same time. But uh, we have that. And T Brown, you've been on that one quite a bit lately. Um, Honored to be there. We're not gonna. We're. I don't. We'll never reach top five comics probably if we keep up at the same rate. But um, we're getting up there. We're getting like eighties. Yeah, I think we're almost ninety. It's good stuff. Fun stuff. It's hanging out. It's a little more rated R, rated PG. If you like movies, if you like directors, if you like listening to like craziness and just 
insanity. It's 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 way different. This one's a lot more organized. Um, so it's like it's your yeah, it it's, is. it's 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 your it's your nighttime. This is your daytime. So it's this is your daytime. This is the day job for sure. Um, it's a fun day job though. Yeah. So uh, check that out. But also, um, just any of these things. So like even Scovillionaires, um, never been done. Top five comics, action figure deconstruction, any of those things. Like if you see those things on Google Play or YouTube or Apple or wherever, please just follow it. Just follow it because it makes a difference. Give us a five star rating if you can. That'd be much appreciated because it's a big deal. Like it just it makes the algorithms work. If you do that, then it makes somebody who's never maybe that you're not friends with or a friend of a friend or a friend of a friend of a friend. It makes somebody who's just a random person who's just like scrolling through comic book podcasts be like, Oh, what's this all about? And like click on us and listen to us, which is a big deal. I mean, we do have friends who live in the UK, like, yo, Chris, what's up, man? I give you another shout out again. Um, your package actually is boxed up. I just have not shipped it out. Um, I've been out of town, so it is what it is, but, uh, it just, it helps. Every little thing helps. And so, and you know, if, if, if you shoot us a message, if you share us or whatever, we have stickers, we have stuff. I'm willing to send things out to people in an envelope, just throw some stickers and be like, Hey, thanks for, thanks a lot. But it's like, Hey, we like some top five comments podcast. And then I'll throw some stickers in the thing. I'll send it your way. Just like, just, just, just like and follow it. It's not that big of a deal. Like, you know, we're not. We're not saying horrible things that where your parents or your, you know, brother and sister are going to be ashamed of. I mean, never been on podcast definitely is that. So like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not asking for that, but like, I'm just saying that like, but this one isn't like, we're just, we're talking about like, you're, you know, your neighborhood, your neighborhood friendly Spider-Man, like. Friendly, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Yeah. That's, that's, or, you know, or the, or the big blue boy scout or, you know, whoever, like we're just, we're talking about just comic books and stories and form and like things that people, kids like. You know, I was like, I was having a really good conversation with somebody today about like, um, how important comics can be to a kid who's dyslexic. It's just like, oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, like, um, they've they've actually done a lot of studies on like kids who are, have dyslexia that like shown the story and shown the 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 photo or the drawing. You know, like the 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 you know the panel with the writing helps the kid focus on what the dialogue is. Right. And it's like actual, like, it's really good for kids who are dyslexic. You know, there's, there's a lot of positive things that comic books that, that brings to that. And it just, I mean, I loved comics growing up. I loved novels. I, I love to read in general, but you know, it's one of those things that like, it, it helps across the board that it, it is so much amazingness that comes with this. Like, you know, like the writing and the art, it's, it's such a conglomeration of amazing artisticness. And like, and, and this world can only use more great art like art and fun and happiness sure. and it's just you know some positive like, things everybody yeah. more positive things for Absolutely. sure and then you know like and there's just there's so much to it so just support your local comic book store support support your local anything and just be happy and you know and if where you live there isn't a comic book store google it you know support local artists like find out who like your favorite artist is and just buy it from them directly because a lot of them have like their own their own website don't you know don't go to like the big conglomerates and be like, oh, walmart.com and like order comic books from them or whatever. Cause you can, yeah. you know, go to the, go directly to, you know, um, who's, who was I telling you today? Like the, uh, this, the, the really sweet, like span, like the cover that I was asking you about. Oh, the, um, Ale the Alex Rodno 
<sighs> not Alex Ross. Mm-mm. That's not the right guy. Mm-mm. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, but artists have their own outlets. Yeah, but, reach out, find but, them. But a lot, a lot of the companies give them their own, their own site. So like, you know, if if, if you're a big fan, Arthur Adams. So That's like, one. yeah, and, you know, like, I mean, I know if you live in a place that you don't have your own comic book store, and you, you're like really curious in something, maybe go just go to their website. And a lot of times you, I mean, you're gonna spend a little bit more money, but like, it's supporting that artist directly too. And sometimes that 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 sucks, but also on the other hand, like it it supports that artist more so than it, it supports like a massive conglomerate, you know. And but if you have a chance to go to a local comic book store, go there and ask those people. Be like, hey man, do you have this one? Because like I went to my local comic book store today, Top Five Comics, and I was like, hey, did you have the uh, Frank Quietly version over the Detective Ten Twenty Seven? Yeah, man, and like you found it for me, and it was just like that's the cover that I want because that's like. I've, we went through what fifteen covers, probably. twenty covers, and I was like, "That cover's awesome!" And I was into it, you know, like, and it, it, so it's great. So, like, supporting local during these times, these during this crazy nonsense, like the people who got away with murder was Walmart and Amazon. And you know what sucks about that is that like a lot of independent companies got screwed over. And what you can do right now, if you if you really care about people and you really care about supporting and this crazy pandemic that's going on support local and that's how you do it you go down and you're like i'm not sure how i feel about power rangers but i'm gonna buy an issue number five so i think that covers neat sure that's how you support that that's how you do it speaking of the power rangers is actually a new number one with a new green ranger i should mention that in the books the watch is it fight for the grid huh is it fight for the grid no that's is it- shattered grid shattered grid that's that was fantastic yeah. hey they also uh i was gonna wait till tomorrow to talk about i never been done Podcast, but um, they just released that they're gonna do a whole new reboot, and it's gonna it's gonna uh, oh yeah of the movie series, but also it's gonna be followed by a TV show. Yep, I read that. Go so, crazy for Power Rangers. So yeah, got a little oh. more information on it. So we'll start tomorrow. That's but exciting. I think the I think the Battle for the Grid thing really sparked a lot of really cool interest. So it could be really neat. Yeah, that's cool. It was a really make make Dracon like an ultimate. I, I they haven't said that that's what's gonna be, but I'm seeing Dracon as a villain on the big screen might be really rad. Sure. So anyway. Cool. Uh, to key? No. Key. To key. Yeah, that's my boy. To key.